Blog Talk Radio. Hello there, this is the aerial assassin Will Osprey coming from you live from the Tokyo Dome in Japan. And you are listening to WrestleCast Radio. Hope you guys are having a good day. God bless. Mr. Young, I'd like to get a training update from you. Life coach, training has been great. I ran five miles today. Run. As your life coach, I don't allow you to run. But coach, I got to get my cardio in. What am I supposed walk, to do? Walk, walk. Walk, walk. Walk briskly. Walk briskly? So you don't want me to ever run? Maybe, just maybe if you miss the bus. I stopped running in 1978. <laughs> wow, that was way before I was born, but... I've got I, your car keys here. Coach. And it's going to take you eight hours to walk to the next town. Eight hours? Coach... Why are you... Hey, dig deep. If you get there too fast, I'll know you ran. I'm here to set the record straight today. I want to tell everybody in WCW why I was called terrorizing. I was brought here as a boy from France to be educated in the best schools in the United States. And I got the name by beating up all the American punks in the schools. I was given the nickname terrorizing. Well, now I am no longer a boy. I am Jean-Paul Levesque the greatest professional wrestler in the world today. Remember the name, Jean-Paul Levesque. Arr, 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 arr. There's a lot of things going on in the World Wrestling Federation right now. And yes, the Red Rooster wants to get his claw right in the middle of it and stir it up a little bit. A lot of people have been saying, what's been going on, Rooster? Well, everything's going on. The World Wrestling Federation is number one. And yes, the Red Rooster's trying to claw his way to the top of this federation. There's a lot of great talent around here, and I'll tell you why. Because the fans are the greatest. I thank each and every one of you Rooster Boosters, because with your support and my Rooster Wing Hold, I don't feel like there's a guy here that I can't beat. UConn John Nord, his partner Scott Norton, and I'll tell you what, UConn, you made quick work at a big spike. Hey, let's set up. My partner, Scott Norton, I'm going to tell you a story. We was up in the UConn. We got up early one morning, and we was chopping trees and chopping wood, and Big Scott had got to the lumber shack before us. And everybody knows what lumberjacks eat. They eat a lot of pancakes. My name is Thurman Plug, but my friends, they call me Sparky. You call me Sparky, too. I never really worked with Hulk Hogan that much. I don't know him that well. I know you guys did in WCW. What can you tell me about the Hulk? You mean personally? Yeah, personally. Well, Mick, I didn't date him. I don't know anything about personally, but... I'm in control here. And you're going to give me what I want. You know what it is. Give me what I want. You know what I want. I've been asking for it for years. You're going to give me what I want, or I'm going to continue to hurt people you love. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. Ladies and gentlemen, Randy Bryant. The last two long years is finally over. And a long, long wait. You're going down this time, Bill. You're going down. We'll be back.
Kevin. Little cats will be hard to warm up your day. Ain't that right? What's going on, Alex? Uh, j- j- oh, no. What happened? Just getting my Wait, I- horror on. <laughs> you were jamming too hard, right? <laughs> oh, man. Uh-oh. Alex, can you hear me? Did we lose Alex? Uh-oh. Like on the bench, take the calls up. We may have lost Alex here. That's okay. We're we'll keep this rocking and rolling. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Episode one twenty seven coming to you live right now. In six hours, best of the Super Junior Finals will be going live. NewJapanWorld.com. Get it where you fit in. It's going to be a tremendous show. Shingo Takagi, the third man to ever run the table, taking on Will Osprey, friend of the show, Will Osprey, and. You couldn't ask for a better best of the Super Junior final. Um, the way that they showed Shingo dominate is something that was a work of art. He looked great in everything he did. There we go, Alex. What up? What's going on? I was going to say hey. what I was about to say, but I kind of realized where you were coming in through, so I will save that for after uh, the unfortunate uh, incidents that, that the wrestling world um, found out yesterday. Yes, um, and, and we're about to get, we'll get right in that, but yeah, like I was saying, uh, um, they oh, what were you talking about? I, you talking about I was, I, oh, I was just saying that Super Junior started in six Your hours. Your was sad. Oh, <laughs> no, but I mean, Shingo, first guy, or the third guy ever, Liger, and I think 01. Shingo! I think, I don't know, 2013 or whatever it was, ran the table, 9-0, and couldn't ask for yeah. a better thing to happen. Osprey gets in there, I think, with 14 points. Uh, I mean, this is going to be a tremendous final, is it not? Oh, my gosh. I mean, just leading in from, uh, you know, kind of after Osprey, you know, with, with the match, you know, for winner take all against uh, Raisuke Taguchi, um, kind of the promo afterwards where I was just like, oof, he is not afraid. You know, obviously, Osprey has uh, dealt with that a heavyweight division, you know, uh, until he, he entered the 26th annual Super Junior Cup here. But, uh, yeah, this is going to be pretty damn outstanding, you know, as a little monotonous as some of the tournament matches went as, uh, you know, as the tournament went on. Um, it's still something that it's just uh, – this is going to be magical. This is uh, a, a match I don't think anyone expected to see if you would have said – Hey, a year ago, do you think we'll ever see Shingo Takagi battling, uh, you know, the aerial assassin, Will Ospreay? No, because Shingo was, A, not at New Japan yet, and B, I don't think that maybe that entered anyone else's mind. And I am just a Westerner, you know, just getting into this uh, wonderful (laughs) world of Japanese wrestling that includes the finest Brits in all the land, but... uh, yeah, kind of watching the the two finals from blocks A and B today, I was just like, "Thanks, Kim. Woo! This is gonna be yeah. fun." They they tore the house down. There there was a few hits, there was a few misses. You know, you're gonna always get that in tournaments like this. But I tell you what, the meat and potatoes of this tournament was very good. Uh, I'm I think I slightly enjoyed the Champions Carnival a little more. Like, kind of like we talked about the other or last week, but yeah, they closed the stretch and, and it was pretty good. There, there was that um, 
that Phantasmo Taguchi main event that was not good, and that really hurt having that was as that a main really event. Was that really the match that you uh, read about, uh, unfortunately, but you did end up watching it, and you agreed with kind of uh, was, the there? If you think of the shtick that both guys have, and then put that on for 22 minutes and make that yep. your main event, it uh-huh. just didn't work. It, it just something wasn't there. Um, Interesting. So, I mean, what do you, you know, it, it is what it is. And, to, you know, to be fair, Taguchi had some really good stuff, but Taguchi really had a, an off tournament, I felt like. I And I say that not in the, in the aspect that he didn't have good matches, but when you think of the position that Ryusuke Taguchi's put in, you know, funky weapons main eventing shows, he's, he's the veteran hand in this block, and he's the guy that should be carrying all of these matches. He really kind of let things down. You know what I'm saying? And that was kind of, it was kind of like, um, why I said in, I in what ways in. though? I'm I'm confused because I for the I watched I watched ten out of the sixteen shows. Um, probably the most I, that I've done. I'd say that's my uh, quote unquote average for these tournaments. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's All Japan, New Japan, DDT, what have you. Um, and you know, for for the mains that Taguchi ran, Dookie or Doki included. I thought he did a pretty, you know, solid job. He had intrigues. Yeah, he did a little comedy, you know, after the, you know, probably starting with the uh, the third and fourth, you know, night that he was on. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, he, he was made event to Gucci. You know, I, I thought the ankle locks, the various ways that he would, you know, put those on his opponents, I thought was pretty damn cool. Um, mm-hmm. You know, wh- whether it was one that we saw in the final where it was legitimately from the top rope, where I'm sure Kurt Angle maybe has done it, but the way how Taguchi kind of <laughs> slid under it um, and still maintained the ankle, I thought was pretty damn nifty. Um, everything I saw with, with Taguchi, I thought was, was great. I thought it was intriguing that Osprey, you know, of course, was always the co-main. Uh, but maybe it's the respect factor that I learned from Will Ospreay with this tournament. You know, he wasn't the smug guy like, this is mine. He always paid respect to the opponents that mm-hmm. deserved that respect. And I think, you know, he was like, hey, Taguchi, you're a former, you know, uh, best of super junior winner, you know, and you've been in this tournament, what was it, 16 years, I, I want to say. Um, so I, maybe it was just due to that factor. And, and again, I thought Taguchi, um, I, I thought performed very well night in, night out. Now, again, I missed, what, maybe two shows out of that or three shows. So I don't know about those matches. He, you know, ended up only winning six, you know, out of the, the possible nine here. So, again, could be a multitude of things. Maybe I missed it during that stretch. Well, and, and let me say this, too. Like, to be fair, I'm not trying to dog by any means, but – it's kind That's of what like, it sounds like, though. <laughs> well, like, like how I was going with, with what I was going to say um, before that. Ishimori Marty Skrull is going to get a look for worst match of the year for me because when you put those two, two guys in a ring, that should be a magical match. And they've, they've had struggled to put on a two star special. And that, mm-hmm. the, the amount of the letdown for me is what reflected. Taguchi didn't have a bad tournament, but. When I'm looking at this tournament, I need Taguchi to outshine, you know, a guy that we all know I like, Rocky Romero. He needs to have a better tournament than yeah. him. He did it. 
I need to see him have a better tournament than Rob Eagles. Rob Eagles had a better tournament than he did, and I like Rob Eagles. So nothing against oh. him. Ren Narita okay. looked way better than Ryusuke Taguchi. That just it was one of those things where because of who he was, I put him at a higher standard, and I don't think he necessarily hit that standard night in and night out. Where you look at Show, you look at Shingo, and you look at Will Osprey, mm-hmm. the other three guys that we really thought should stand up. Yeah, those guys did. And that was what kind that and that that's what I'm saying. It just it was more of a I wish I could have got more out of them than what I got. It's just where I'm going with it. I, I and you know I am a Red Narita guy, and from the first you know handful of matches, I'm like, all right, this is going to be good. He's at least going to get one win. But the last uh, two, three Red Narita matches, it was the same rhythm. It was the exact same cadence of, okay, he's going to hit that, you know, belly to belly. He's not going to be able to hold on to get the pin. <laughs> oh, he's going to get the Scorpion Death Lock in. Oh, he's going to do that. Oh, he's going to have this great two-minute sequence where he fires up, which, again, I love it. This young lion is your future for New Japan yeah. in two, him three years. Get him but on a Man, I, exactly. <laughs> him him and Umino, uh, for sure. And the, and the, uh, the goatee gentleman who. Uh, my my young lion doppelganger, uh, but uh, you know, for me it was just <laughs> sure. If if that is that gentleman's name, then yes, get him on excursion. So then we get meet each other with an impact taping St. Paul in 2021. But oh, you know, uh, Takagi, night one, oh, this should be your main. I totally yeah. get now when you're like, okay, it's just kind of going through the motions towards the end. It's like, we just did this jaunt for, you know, 18 days with, you know, minimal, uh, you know, hard at it, by the way, um, you know, going hard at it. And, yeah, it's it, it's a daunting task, and you can kind of tell, you know, kind of in – what nights 12 through 14 the guys that weren't in in you know in the running per se it was just like eh to your Taguchi point I will say this I know him as famous ass wrestler Raisuke Taguchi <laughs> you know his his long-standing history you know the the funky future him and Devitt which uh, yeah, one of us should tweet at yep. Devitt uh, a little later on uh, and say, hey, what, what are your thoughts on uh, Shingo being the third ever to run the table? Maybe he'll, uh, we'll, we'll get a little love back like we did from Dustin, uh, <laughs> Dustin Rhodes, but uh, and countless others, Tony Deppin, what up? PCO, what up? But uh, <laughs> my, my aspect is, again, it was kind of weird that him and Osprey didn't flip-flop you know, some of the nights, um, but from what I got, it, it was fine. You know, because he was serious when he was, you know, wasn't fully comedic. But when it came down to that is, um, I would say, <sighs> when Osprey, as an example, was kind of mocking, you know, to Gucci, I thought that mm-hmm. was great. When he, oh my gosh, who was it? When he just kept, I, I want to say it was Bushi. Uh, when, you know, he just kept running the ropes and Bushi was just standing there like, all right, man, I'm going to let you tire out. And yet he still went for about a good minute until Gucci was like, oh, you're, you're totally like that. I get, you know, I'm, I'm all for, you know, the minimal comedic aspect, you know, and, and again, 
he went on. He get it gets misted the hell out of you know comparable to that. Uh, but to your Rocky Romero point, yeah, it was all about heart. It was about this veteran coming in and you know essentially selling uh, you know his leg injury coming out from uh, from the first night there. Uh, you know from the uh, the block B and uh, you know. I thought Romero, Robbie Eagles was a huge, uh, you know, MVP of this tournament. Honestly, minus your Dokies and apparently your your (laughs) Taguchi, not too many, you know, uh, of these wrestlers disappointed. And again, you know, your Tetons, your Banditos. Bandito impressed me kind of later on, um, you know, finally seeing that 21 flex. But how the crowd was cheering more for Bandito than uh, than uh, Tiger or, or Black Tiger, kind of in that last matchup, shocked me. But then I realized, wow, this guy—if they keep him in this relationship with New Japan, that guy can draw them money. And like, so don't get me wrong. Like, Taguchi had a much much better tournament than Doki and. Teton and Bushi and Tiger Mask and stuff like that. Like, you know, so I'm not, I'm not discrediting that. I just, last year, his run was so, so good with it that, you mm-hmm. know, I'm just like, wow, you know, it, it was kind of like what, what reminded us of Tiger Mask. We're like, man, yeah, this dude still can go. And, you know, well, I do think ultimately the one thing, the other thing that, that kind of, they kind of run it, uh, just stuck with me on it was, it sucked not having Desperado. It sucked not having Hiromu. It's in in in, in a way. Yeah, it sucked not having Kushida too. Agreed, but but you got to think about it. I mean, obviously those are health issues that we, you know, yeah, nor they had any you know uh, had any way to you know prevent that. Um, but I thought Ren Narita was a fine substitute because it's showing yeah. the audience like, hey, this is your guy. And I agree. Maybe throw in Aminu. You know, as as that twentieth yeah. guy. You know, he throw two young lions. Yeah. We know he's ready. Hell yeah. The Doki guy, it's it's hit or miss. It worked, but not when it was over a fifteen minute match. Oh like God, when man. I would see that shit on New Japan World, and I was like thirty three, forty two. I'm like, oh God. I was like, okay, entrances. <laughs> you get the chair. You know, before the bell rings. You know, he throws them into the crowd give or take five minutes, so that's like, okay, uh, 28 minutes. In my head, I'm like, okay, if this is the main event or close to it, they're going to have, like, a promo afterwards, so maybe shape. You know, it was just annoying to me. Like, he's your hired hand. The Taichi aspect where you would get up, you know, from there and, and try to assist him was cute at first, but then it just turned into uh, the Bullet Club aspect of last A lot of what we uh, had. <laughs> yeah, where it was just like, all right, I'm going to interfere now. And it was just so annoying. But I loved how the young Lions always, after the initial two or three attacks, would finally gang up and, and then hold them down for the obvious finish. Mm-hmm. Did you have a chance to go back and watch the two Kanemaru matches from 7 and 8 I told you about? I did not, unfortunately. That's something I was probably so... going to watch uh, after the... Uh, the finals night or tomorrow morning. Do you want me to not tell you the show Kanemaru match then and save it for you? I'm assuming show probably loses. But do you want? Did you? I'll save it as a yeah, surprise. Then, 
Yeah, because it's I I, I want to hear your genuine reaction rather than what I than me telling you. That's the only reason why. Speaking uh, but, of MVPs, Yoshinabu Kanemaru, all hail the heel master. If he continues yeah. this trend, man, give that man a title. Not the tag team. Give that man the IWGP Junior or the man. Never Open. Give that man a championship. He is awesome. And that's, He's rejuvenated. The one thing with the way that they're the way that they booked this, and this is where I give this tournament a lot of credit. The way that it was uh-huh. booked and the way that these guys were put together and booked, it, it's a classic New Japan scenario where they knew how to make up for not having certain people there, and that's what was really good about it is. Even if some of the matches were kind of eh, they booked yeah. everything exactly a way to keep everybody over. And that's what I really liked about it. And the way that mm-hmm. they booked Kanemaru, even though he didn't get many wins, the ones he did get, they made him look super, super strong. And and just the whole, uh, you know, the whole he got to do what he did, but it wasn't overblown. <laughs> like we didn't, have, we didn't we didn't have the Taichi running in with a stupid microphone and, you know, with blah blah blah, we didn't have all that stuff, so that was really cool. Like they did Kanemaru right. Um, you should try to go back. I can, I'll see if I can find it online. Um, there's a match. I think it's from Noah's Destiny 2005, the the show that had the um, the crazy Kensuke Sasaki, uh, Kensuke Obashi chop fest match where they chop each oh, other for yes. like nine minutes. Um, but Kanemaru and Kenta wrestle for the um. The junior, the junior championship, yeah. Oh, and it's awesome. Uh, it's really good. So that's I, to check um, out. with Katamaru. I love it how he is the collector of masks, like that was his theme. Through and he was pretty damn successful. I would, what would he go three for three in the mask taking department? <laughs> you know, he's taking them on, you know, awfully. I'm sure Teton probably got got one taken back, but uh, of course Tiger Mask, you know, one of uh, being the the initial one. What, what's the infatuation? Is it just because Boy Despy wasn't, a, you know, in the tournament? Like the douchebag. Ah, that's that's a that's a possession for you. I'm gonna take it from you. Oh, you love your little mask. Well, now it's my mask. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, and then black mask. Um, or black tiger? What was it? Tiger black? Tiger mask. Tiger mask four. No, no, no. Uh, Romero when, when he came out. <laughs> Rob Van Dam was in that movie. Oh, yeah, cool when he was like a mutated like toke on Razor. <laughs> oh man, all I can think about is that Kurt Angle yeah, everyone go check out Endgame featuring Kurt Angle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm working So on. you said El Fantasmo had a, a, a horrific event when now which now intrigued What did you think about um, you know, as a character as a wrestler in this new set with New Japan and club? Is this something to stay? I think um, I think Phantasmo is good. I think he's he's super athletic. Um, some of his some of his crowd work type stuff. Is, what's that? There's no doubt he's athletic. <laughs> um, some of his crowd work is like it's good, but some of the talking parts, I'm just like, all right, 
You know, it is what it is. Um, but I enjoy his work. I enjoy what he does in the ring. I thought him and Will Ospreay had a banger. Might have been my favorite of the tournament. That match was great. Um, but I think he's. I think they booked him well. It's there, there's one thing that New Japan does, and New Japan does extremely well, is when they bring in a talent, and and they have they have somebody come in. They do the exact opposite of the way WWE treats some of the new guys, and they make them look strong. Mm-hmm. You know, when we talk NXT TakeOver, I cringed a little bit when I saw Punishment Martinez coming in as Damian Priest, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Don't forget Cameron Grimes coming in. Oh, my God. Did you see those name changes? Like, Oh, gosh, yeah. Or something, right? Oh boy, oh boy, have mercy. That's the only thing I'll knock NXT for. Like, the, the show is great, but some of the names they give these people, boy, howdy. <laughs> it's like the Wu Tang yeah. name generator. <laughs> you can say about as much. Hmm, you're not going to be Punishment Martinez, but you're a vampire. We'll call you Damien Breed. <laughs> oh, is that his gimmick? He's a vampire. Yeah. I, I fast forward it. I'm not a Punishment Martinez fan at all. <laughs> yeah. He's like a taller Rey Mysterio for me. <laughs> Damn. He's he's what they, they wish Baron Corbin was. Come on the Twitch attack. Yeah, I said that recently. What? <laughs> give that give that Twitch info out while I drink this delicious Coke Zero. Yeah, hit us up at uh, uh, twitch.tv forward slash WrestleCast Radio. We are live. You can uh, see right. my ugly mug in the center. No, no. <laughs> so let's let's talk the card tonight. Um, once again, you know, show starts 4.30 a.m. Central Time. Um, opening match, we got Shota Umino, Titan, Dragon Lee, taking on Ren Narita, Jonathan Gresham, and Bandito. Uh, we get Ryansuke Taguchi and Rapungi 3K taking on Robbie Eagles, El Phantasmo, and Taiji Shimori. Tiger Mastery. Yep. What, why Taguchi and 3K? Why? I, I get it. He's teaming up with his boy later on. But damn. Which, by the way, this website I'm looking at the card, his name is Rock Romero. So I don't know what they're spoiling there. Um, but I thought 3K as a unit looked fantastic in this tournament. Yo, I always used to beg, I'm like, that guy's got no charisma. That guy's got terrible dancing moves, yada, yada. But wrestling-wise, and, uh, you know, him using the submission more, uh, the uh, the uh, AJ Styles calf killer, like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you focus on these three as a unit going forward? I, I don't know. It just, when I saw Taguchi well, and 3K teaming up, I'm like, what? Well, because part of it is, is since it's the finals, you look at the first six man and, and the second six man, it's all guys that were in the tournament together is why they're doing that. So it's just putting tournament guys together. And you and if you're you're booking Brody King and Marty Skrull, I don't know if you watch any of the post stuff, but Marty Skrull's teasing a new member of Villain Enterprise. You yes. could see him come up tonight. So if you're you're got to do something with Okada, why not do Okada? Uh, and and Romero because then you have a junior to go against the Skrull junior with a heavy and a heavy and then Romero can take the fall and it doesn't hurt anyone so that's why I think they have Romero over there throwing a throwing a Hashi then he's not a junior 
His hair makes him yeah. look like a junior, though. <laughs> but speaking of Yoshihashi, third match, we got Tiger Mask, Jushin Thunder Liger, Yoshihashi, 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 Toro Yano. I tried to say Yano and Hashi. And uh, Tomohiro Ishii taking on Doki, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Zack Sabre Jr., Minoru Suzuki, and Taiichi. Our fourth contest, Tomoaki Honma, Togi Makabe, and Kota Ibushi taking on Bushi, Sonata, Evil, and Naito of LAJ. As as you mentioned, we have Rocky Romero and Kazuchika Okada against Brody King and Marty Skrull. We get the third contest between Hiroshi Tanahashi and Jay White, the Tanahashi comeback. Uh, we get the, the much-anticipated U.S. title match, Juice Robinson defending against John Moxley. And then the Super Junior Finals, <laughs> Will Ospreay against Shingo Takagi. With the winner of that getting an IWGP championship match in just four days at the minute. Junior junior championship match, right? Yeah, isn't that what I said? IWGP junior. There we go. Junior bacon with cheese. Junior. So the fourth member of Villain Enterprises, by the way, that's just a way to get Marty out so he can go to Jacksonville in the fall, right? Maybe. Um it could be a way that what if they think he's sticking around and it's a way to get a, a guy in Japan that's permanently there more often um, to add, keep the keep the stable going. Then to kick him out. So who, who, who do you think it could be? I don't know. I don't know if they bring somebody new out. I don't know if they recruit somebody. It's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see what happens. I would love to see – because he kind of was playing the face role a little bit, I would love to see Robbie Eagles jump. Oh. It wouldn't make sense with, you know, being a, a match against Chaos. But because here, here's the thing that, I, that I'm also wondering, too, is they, they bring up the whole Marty may have a new member. Well, explain to me what happened to the, the, the Chaos mole that Jay White was always talking about. Did they forget about is this WWE booking one on one? Because they forgot all about the the chaos mold that Jay White had been talking about. Uh yes, so, I, I will say it's it's like uh Vince McMahon's limo exploding. It's just like ah, they'll remember that. The mole, the mole. I yeah, I, I think it's just something that they're hoping slips through the cracks. Because <laughs> you know, once by the time they drew it out long enough, they got to the point where, or well, and and to be fair, I don't think I think when they had that planned, they didn't know Omega was leaving. They didn't know they were going to have to put Jay White in the Kenny Omega role to get to Madison Square Garden. So I think that definitely hurt the fact, and they had to get somebody for Okada to defeat. So maybe that's why they just scrapped it. Who what knows? What if Liger's the mole in that? Uh... What is it, a 10-man against L.I.J.? Or uh, against Suzuki-Goon? Any joint Suzuki-Goon? Then whatever the Dominion they're supposed to wrestle. <laughs> Him and, no, then then they team up, Liger and, and Suzuki. Then they take on Ishii and Tiger Mask. I think Vince McMahon Alex would tell you that that's good shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then they change Suzuki-Goon's name into a CTU. Oh, 2.0. Bring a black liger. Suzuki, <laughs> take your bitch ass to the back. <laughs> this is my show now. No, Man, that was some pretty interesting tag matches. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see this team. Uh, you know, 
actually all the the opening match Aminu Titan Dragon Lee um against Narita Jonathan Gresham and Bandito Jonathan Gresham I thought put it all out there during the, the uh best mm-hmm. super juniors tournament uh you know good look I I don't think he they even got to uh you know to the ceiling of what Gresham can do inside the ring and that's the scary part because of course you know he he was in a lot of, you know, 12, 14-minute matches. Just wait till you see him in those 20, 25-minute, you know, type of matches here, and, and he's really going to surprise a lot of people. Yeah. And and this card is an easy one to digest. It's only eight matches. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have the final four matches, I think, are all ones that – are like, whoa, what could happen here? The the first two six men are really fun. Are you are you getting us kidnapped? What's up? Oh it just your mic was going I thought you were getting kidnapped. Oh. I wanted to call for help. To, <laughs> <laughs> um the two six men are gonna be fun just because so, I mean you have the two random ten or eight mans that you know though they are what they are in the ten man but I mean you know, we talked about this before, and you put this over hard. Who's to say we don't get to see Liger and um? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Liger and Suzuki just go batshit crazy on each other. Oh my God, they're going to essentially uh, brawl to the back. That's for sure. <laughs> so that's uh, it's gonna it's this should be a really fun show. I'm I'm debating on when. I, I probably will end up watching it tomorrow after work, but a part of me wants to get up and just see if I can, like if I crash after radio, I'll sleep for four and a half hours. You don't, don't even wake up at six, wake up towards the, the tail end and then watch the tag matches. At least that's my plan. Yeah. Watch them after. Yeah. Those are the important yeah. ones. I mean, you can even just watch the, uh, the, the, the final two. Tanahashi, Jay White, yes, that's going to be an interesting matchup. Um, you know, which way are they? I think the booking of it and the outcome's more interesting than the match itself. Yeah, yeah. Where are they going to go with Jay White? What's Tanahashi? Can he lose in his comeback match? You know, do you want to make Jay White strong again? Which I say, yes. Uh, Alex, uh, do you want to take the question in the chat if you have the stream up? Ooh, um, man, I'm going to go Robbie E's new, uh, new, no, I will say Robbie E on the Titan games. That's the better wrestler. (laughs) Zach Saber would, uh, would call Mr. E-Dub this. Why not, Doug? Who's trying keto now, dickhead? So Kurt Takagi wins the final <laughs> here. He beats Osprey. He's got to win. I, does he then say, hey, I've been lying to you guys this whole time after the first weigh-in where I had to make weight, uh, you know, like that guy who beat uh, that other boxer last weekend. My God. But anyways, um, do you think that he might then enter the G1 Climax? Well, here's here's an interesting fact for you, and I'm I'm almost a hundred percent positive I'm right. Uh, let me 
Let me do let me do a little just a smidge of research just to be safe okay. before I I make this proclamation. Um, best of the super juniors. Um, let me just let me just be safe about this. So I'm doing a quick Google search, going on the the wiki. Um, I believe I went 2001 is when oh, Liger wiki. ran the table. Yep, Liger okay. ran the table. Okay, so now let me let me check one last thing, because if this is right, this this oh my mouse is not moving. My Uh-oh. computer's mad at me. There we go. That mouse um, has got a family. <laughs> G1 Climax 2001. If I remember right, uh, G1 Climax 2001, he was. That's what I thought. So, uh, uh, Finn Balor and also Jushin Liger, as I mentioned, 2001, 2013, or whatever the hell it was, doesn't matter. When they ran the table, they both were in the G1 Climax that year. Really? Just a little side note to maybe think about. If if they ran the table went in there, maybe Shingo runs the table and he goes in there. And then he runs the table into G1 Climax. Oh, I'd be so tired. I would be mad. Kamikaze USA right here. Shout out to John Moxley. By the way, speaking of that, <laughs> John Moxley, there's a huge rumor that he is going to do the G1 this year. That would be nuts. Why not? Yeah. If AEW is like, hey, man, do, do you, as we uh, found out in those uh, three-hour interviews uh, from last week, yeah, why why not? It's great exposure. You know, they, they're not running anything, you know, after the fight for the Fallen, um, which technically doesn't have a match set up there because, yeah, July 6th is when the G1 starts. So why not? What is Janela could take them out. Want to say July 14th? Yeah, because that's because Janelle is supposed to work Moxley on at show. Fighter Fest, which and I've been intrigued Fighter by that match 100%. Like June 29th. So they're only a few weeks apart. Perfect. Yeah. So he could do it. Hell yeah. Shit. Man, if, if we got to see Moxley touch with guys like Ibushi and Naito and Okada and Tanahashi. <laughs> that's every oh, wrestler, wrestling fans like. Man. Effect for so, what I wanted to say, but yeah, that that would be damn awesome if that happened. Yeah, so there's there's a good chance that we see Moxley and Shingo if history repeats itself in the G1 this year. Oh my gosh, Shingo and Moxley, like you said, that whole Dragon Gate connection. Ah oh, man, that would be amazing. Uh, could you imagine wait. if we got to see Shingo, like what a guy like Okada could do with Shingo? Or Shingo and Tomohiro Ishii. Oh my gosh, the lariats, the <laughs> double lariats. How is he going to get him in the last? Uh, oh my god. Yeah, that's going to be here, nuts. Here's the th- the beauty of it. He can go. You know, I mean, what it's it's um. They do they do twenty also in the G one if I remember right. I think it's twenty, not twenty two. So you could do 20 or he could have his nine matches. And if he went two and seven, nobody's going to give a shit because it's a junior with heavyweights. And in that company, they actually correctly book the juniors and heavyweights the way it should go a lot of the time. So you're not hurting them by losing Liger. I think only so won who did one match. first loss to. Cause he's, that means he has to get pinned. 
They have Okada do it. What this guy went undefeated for a year and it took Kazuchika Okada to beat him. I mean that yeah. that does wonders for you. No, he, 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 he can't get him in the last of the dragon. Come on. He's no, just he, he he gets wins over like like Yoshihashi and Yujiro. <laughs> oh, I hate you. He goes one and eight and his only victory is Yoshihashi where they're like, Look, we're putting a junior in this tournament, Yoshihashi, but you're not even <laughs> Dude and he's like, David what? Finley Senior was in the first Super Junior tournament. <laughs> Am I reading that right? Yeah, so we got Masayoshi Matagi, Taka Mishinoku, Fit Finley, Jokamitsu Ishizawa, Shinjaro Atani, Dean Malenko, yeah. Black Tiger 2, Wild Pegasus, El Samurai, Super Delphin, and Jushin Thunder Liger. And we got Fit Finley in that. Mm-hmm. Is he the Shingo of his day? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> he probably had his cool ass mullet and big old mustache too. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I haven't seen that guy. That's awesome. It's like Jeff. I'm, just, I'm just saying, if 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 you had Shingo run the table, and he's facing yeah. Osprey tonight, and you've been making Osprey a heavyweight, and it's one of those things where let's just put Osprey in there because it's it. He can win his block. He can put over Shingo and make Shingo look good to build him for the future. I mean, that's the that's what you have to do, right? I agree. And then you could also set up the rematch in the G1 Climax because you know Osprey is going to participate in that. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a heavyweight. Remember, remember guys? Pip, pip, <laughs> cheerio. God bless. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's to me the, the smart, educated booking move. How does then your body you, heal after doing tournament after tournament like that? I don't know. I mean, and here's the thing is they're going to go ham tonight. I mean, you know they're going to go ham tonight. Oh, what I wonder is, if you have Shingo win this, do you give Dragon Lee the win back then at Dominion? No. Yeah, so you go full on Shingo from here on out. I think you get Shingo. You have him win it at Dominion. I know rumors are swirling. With, uh, you know, with Hiromu Takahashi possibly coming back out tonight. Maybe he challenges or maybe they do it at, uh, I don't know, they do a three-way at Dominion. So he says, I'll be back here. I face the winner at from Dominion at such and such. Does he come out after the main event tonight or is so. it just yeah. his old job? He comes out after. Because Shingo was talking trash. He's like, why does Dragon Lee care about a guy who's not even wrestling? You know, he talks about Hiromu, this Hiromu, that. He should be concentrating on me. Shingo Takagi. And I'm like, whoa, that's shot fired, sir. The fire has left. Big, like, like, I like the fact that New Japan doesn't always do the multi-mans because they're so good at telling a one-on-one story. But if you brought back Hiromu for Dominion and do Dragon Lee, Shingo Takagi, and Hiromu Takahashi, you can protect Hiromu in his first oh, match yeah. back without having to take as many nuts bumps as he would. Oof. And then you can have anybody, you, you, could, you could have Hiromu win the title back from Dragon Lee. This is perfect because then Shingo doesn't have to take the pin. Correct, yeah. So you still are we gonna cringe? Big... Are we gonna cringe each time Hiromu does something crazy or goes no, through a table? No, we're gonna cringe. 
we're going to cringe when, when Hiromu gets picked up in the power bomb and Dragon Lee curls his head and they do the same spot. They do just to shut up everyone, the wrestling oh God, internet community. I, I, I don't know if I could see that. That might be as like, I might throw up. <laughs> like, now that I think about it, I don't really recall Dragon Lee doing that too much. In the oh, tournament. Man. No, I don't think he... Maybe uh, the first night, maybe? But honestly, I don't really recall that spot. Um, I don't think he did. I think, And I think it's one of those things where he just kind of did it with Hiromu because they could do it. Oh my! I'm I'm yeah. like picturing him getting thrown on his head and sliding like he's break dancing. Oh my god! <laughs> Ooh, I don't know why, but I I love the craziness that is Hiromu. You know, with all the videos that he's done in the past. Um, you know, R.I.P. Daryl. Um, but for some reason, I, yeah, I see you talking to gentleman. What's that? Did you did you watch the Hiromu his new like animated video? That I did not watch. Uh, not yet. Camera, where he it's uh Daryl is drawing like himself with a red mask and then he comes <laughs> busting through the same piece of paper and now Daryl has a red mask face instead of a black black one and then it says six five nineteen. Oh that's tight. Uh it Which reminds me of kind of what what Wyatt is kinda doing with that Firefly Funhouse gimmick where uh-huh. That video from from Monday, I was like, oh, that's brilliantly demented. I was like, it, and, and in my mind, I was like, oh, it's very Hiromu like, you know, not only for the <laughs> videos, but it's up on you know Twitter, you know, the pictures and everything. I was like, oh man, just imagine those two crazy minds working on something together. Oof, that would be nuts. So I was like, so here's another question I want to get into here is is. We know we're going Shingo. It's a smart move. How do you book this U.S. title match with Juice Robinson and John Moxley? The, the thing is, and I'll, let me say this real quick before you say your piece. John Moxley's the kind of guy, and New Japan's the kind of company that wouldn't be afraid to have Juice win. And neither of them will know it hurts because we saw it with Jay White and Tanahashi at, at Wrestle Kingdom two years ago. And it didn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, Does that matter to the American fan, though, that's hyped after John Moxley's appearance at Double or Nothing? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe he wins this thing. I could see. But they don't really do Here's DQs like, all that much in New Japan. No, this company is not. I I shouldn't say not because they're gonna have, but this is not a company who does that crap. This isn't. This no. isn't watching Night Raw. When you know what I would love? Do is Brock's cashing in, and then he does it Friday. <laughs> Friday, Paul, like they don't do that shit. What What you could do is you have Moxley essentially until October, because Tony mm-hmm. Khan said these guys can take whatever outside bookings they want. We just have priority, and until we pick up steam, you know, we're encouraging them to do stuff. If you have him till then, why not have him beat Juice, do the G1, and then after the G1, hey, thanks for that. Appreciate that, man. Oh, damn, what is that? Whoa. What did you call me? <laughs> you, uh, 
Yeah, look at that. We even got a thing on the screen. I've never seen that happen. Let's go, cool, man. Uh, that's what's up. Um, you have him beat Juice. You have him go through the G1. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to win. It's not that big of a deal. And then you're going to need somebody to – you have Destruction in Hiroshima, Destruction in Beppu, and I think there's a third Destruction because that tour runs like two, three weeks with the house yeah. shows. You've got to main event one of those destruction shows. One of them is probably going to be a Kota Ibushi title defense because I'm guessing he's beating Naito at Dominion. There's no point in doing that. You've you got to have Okada defend it on, that, on one of those destruction tours, and it'll probably be against somebody that beat him in the G1. Why not have Juice or somebody that beats Moxley then beat John Moxley for the title at that show? And then Man, he can go on Oh, please. Dude, Ishii, yeah, he'd be the first first non-gaijin to win that strap. <laughs> I love how we're saying, yeah, the IWGP United States Championship must headline a, you know, destruction in Hiroshima. <laughs> but it's true. So that, I mean, Sid Moxley wins, um, which would be great. I mean, I know he's already booked on a different tournament, but what if, like, Brooks comes out and says, wait, wait, it was supposed to be me this whole time. And then he has the same jacket on. <laughs> I just wanted to go work Daisuke Sasaki and DDT. He <laughs> <laughs> just happens to be there. It'll be interesting. It, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but it's going to be a fun I mean, show. To be fair, Juice has had four defenses. This will be his fourth defense. And I mean... He had that, that really bad run after winning the belt. Uh, what was it, during last year's climax? Um, he won it, I think, at – Oh, well, I'm thinking, I, did he win it at Kazuna Road or Dominion actually right before this? Sounds about right. I, I couldn't tell you the name of the show the minus the big four. And it, you know, but, but that was the thing, too. Yeah, like you said, Juice wins it, and unfortunately it was before the G1 – and he's got to do his jobs in the G1. It is what it is. So, you know, everyone yeah. kind of forgot about it. So he had that belt for like a year then. My gosh. Really? He's defended he about was, as much as the iconic. Yeah, he won it July 7th of 2018 um, at the San Francisco. Then he lost it to Cody in September and regained it at Wrestle Kingdom. There we go. I forgot about the I was I was there. I was drunk though, so I forgot about that match. So he's held uh, the title uh, with both reigns, um, not the Roman kind. A uh, little over two hundred and forty days. So that's pretty good. Then since September, this is his fourth defense. That's not too yeah. bad. Or January, excuse me. So yeah, he's getting almost a month, month and a half every title defense. Okay, so that's that's fun. You know, I'm fine with that. So I, maybe that's the way you do it. Maybe it is the is the Moxley. And that's a good rub, and it's one of those things where New Japan is yeah. is not scared to put a to change the strap and put it on somebody they think is hot and going to do good business for them. And that's why they always succeed. Is it's not like, oh my God, is that Andrade Cien Almas? He's in SmackDown now, and then he jobs for six months. Oh God, don't bring that ish up, jeez. <laughs> um, I do, I do want to talk about um. Super Dolphin is? To. <laughs> Super Dolphin. Fuck, he blows. I, I never liked <laughs> How did he win 14? How did he get 14 points in the first ever tournament, though? He just... He, uh, he is... I, I don't want to get into Super Dolphin. He can... 
fuck off like El Samurai Kid. Oh. <laughs> you get, I'm all hopped up on H2O here. Uh, you know, get going. Um, I do want to say, though, um, RIP at Sushi Aoki. Alex kind of yes. alluded to it. Um, this is a guy that, that I think I've, I'm able to feel a little more with it with Alex because with Alex getting into All Japan with me and me getting back into it, we saw Atsushi Oki was a Kengo Mashimo's replace or Kengo Nagasaki. One, I, it always Mashimo, I think. Um, his replacement in the, the champion carnival. I thought Junakiyama would just step in and do it as running the company. It's a solid hand. They gave Aoki the rub. Um, you know, 41-year-old Aoki came in, did a hell of a great job. He had yes. some of the funnest matches. Him and Yuma Aoyagi, his match with Zeus, his, I mean, especially his match with Zeus, his match with Kento Miyahara. Like, he, he had just a Yujoka Bayashi. Um, just just a hell of a fun run, a hell of a fun tournament. He had a great match. He, he, he had a, an entertaining squash match with Ishikawa where he looked like a violent savage who would not stop fighting back, but still got, still took a squash job to Ishikawa. So it was like a double-edged sort of perfection. Um, Aoki is fantastic. Um, it's so missed, and I was so looking forward to watching more of his matches. Picking Alex's yes, brain. Alex was re- really getting into him. Uh, Koji Iwamoto at that May 20th Super Series show, the one that we watched, uh, uh, Kento Miyahara and Shuji Shikawa, he won the title that night. We didn't watch the match, but he had won the title that night. So, I mean, two weeks ago, he had reclaimed the title. He was having poised to have another great run because supposedly everybody, the roster and upper management, were just wowed by Aoki's run in the carnival. I mean, it was just, it was great to see. Um, supposedly he went into a tunnel on his motorcycle and it, it just wouldn't turn. It was unresponsive and he crashed right into the side wall. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate. It sucks. Um, yeah. There's so many people around the wrestling world who, who just were, Minoru Suzuki was one. Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Kanemaru said he wouldn't have even been able to continue to compete if he would have known this happened. Um, uh, Jun Akiyama too is is heartbroken as Akiyama with with coming in with Pro Wrestling Noah Aoki was one of the first guys he ever trained so he's mm, had wow. connections to, to uh, Jun Akiyama which is part of the reason I believe he he went in when Akiyama took that company over in 2014 um, so just sucks really sucks it's so bum oh it it just I mean I can't. Words can't describe it, and, and it sucks because, you know, we talk about the Silver King thing, and I didn't have that much to say about mm-hmm. Silver King. And he meant so much to the Japanese and uh, oh, Mexico yeah. and even the WCW with, with their stuff that I I wish I could have given a, a more heartfelt thing like Amon Atsushi Aoki. Um, for anyone who follows me on Facebook, um, I got a link it to the WrestleCast Facebook and the Twitter too, but there's an awesome eight-man tag elimination uh, match that I posted on there. Uh, it's it's from Pro Wrestling Noah. It's burning against the Kensuke office, and it is an incredible ta- eight man tag. Kenzo Miyahara is a young boy in this match, getting one of his first big runs. Really? Yeah, when he was in, he was in, so like it just it was it was an incredible match. Um, I'll get it out there for everybody. Alex, if you get a chance, check the link and watch it. It's a long oh, match. Sure. Just so you're aware. Everyone's aware. It's like an hour long. But the reason it's so okay. long is it starts as a tag match, and one guy gets eliminated. Then the third member of their team comes in and then has another tag match. 
you know, and then oh. the fourth coming for another tag match, and you know, until one team wins. So it's like a survival match, but instead of all four, mm-hmm. it's a bunch of mini matches in one. But yeah, I mean, I Aoki like was tremendous in Noah, and he was having a great run um, in all Japan. He stopped wearing the mask and started just going normal face. And I mean, uh, it just sucks, man. It really sucks. And yeah. you know, it said, yeah, I'm. It bums me out because I was. I was all Japan is essentially becoming what I thought Noah was going to become for me when I started really hitting Noah hard about a year ago with the Kento or Kano rain before he lost it to Kaido Kiyomiya or before he lost it to Takeshi Sugera. And I was really into that in the Rattels and I was like, Noah's going to be coming back. But then all Japan really became the one that came back and, and took over for me when I was in Tokyo. And I watched those two uh, new year's shows on the second and third at Cork and, and getting to see, like, oh, my God, Atsushi Aoki from Noah's here. Oh, Jun Akiyama's here. I knew he bought it, but I didn't know he was working. Oh, shit, they're announcing the signing of Shuji Ishikawa in ring. You know, oh, my God, I love Kento Miyahara. He's going to be working both of these shows. I get a, you know, and I just, I fell into all Japan. And I, you know, we, you know, to be fair, not to keep being long-winded, but last year we tried, uh, you know, the Champion Carnival. I got the subscription. I wanted you to get in the carnival with me. We were wowed by Miyahara Shingo, and we both didn't watch it. Um, you know, yeah. what, so me that fell off with it too, and I just, I, I tried and couldn't get back into it because I knew how much I enjoyed Miyahara. But now after this year and seeing it live, I've gotten back into All Japan, and I was stupid excited to talk more All Japan and, and Atsushi Aoki. Finally getting to see you, see your thoughts of him wrestling guys like Kotaro Suzuki and Koji Iwamoto and, and Yusuke Okuda. Uh, and and then, you know, this happened, you know, and it sucks, man. Yeah, he, he definitely touched a, a lot of guys, a lot of wrestlers. Um, and, I mean, Cassius Ono being one of them. Uh, but Zack Sabre Jr. tweeted out, Aoki was like a big brother to me in the Noah Dojo. He took such great care of me, and I learned so much from him. He was a kind, witty, and incredibly skilled man. I'm a really devastated RIP mate. I mean, just like you said, the floods, the response, the love, the respect, um, you know, because it seemed like he gave it back to anyone that he encountered. And, you know, he was just someone, you know, he, he was a mainstay for me in that tournament. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to watch this Aoki match. When I saw him on the card, it was because he reminded me of, of you know, I, I would joke, you know, with his outfits and, and whatnot, but I was like, man, this guy's like the Dean Malenko in the Land of Giants and just putting on great matches and, you know, the, the cells that he would do, the mannerisms, which is, you know, in such great play, you know, that, that old school style, if you will, and, and he excelled in that. Um, and it's just such such an unfortunate uh Unfortunate news, um, you know, and, uh, you know, it's it's going to be interesting, um, you know, kind of going forward. I, I don't know what they'll do, you know, with, with the championship, you know, might do a tournament, might do, you know, something. I, I'm sure it seems like in Japan they have a lot of memorial tribute shows. So maybe, you know, there'll be one discussed uh, coming up. So, I don't know. I'm... It is what it is, you know. I, I mean, I guess that's probably not the best thing to say, but so you know, you know, RFP rest though, in power, okay. sir. Rest in yeah. Power. So go back, watch some stuff. I'll get that match out for everybody to see. It's it's awesome. It was tremendous. 
Um, one that one that I always thought was really good. Uh, it was at a, it was at Corican too, so you knew you had a hot crowd too. Um, oh, I think it was gotcha. like 2009, maybe 2007. So I can actually, I, I actually was legit watching it um, today. <laughs> it's on the, it's uh, it's actually on the screen right now. Um, it's a little blurry, but um, uh, Viho.com is where I found it. But yeah, it's Kenta Kobashi Kenta. At Sushi Aoki and Akihiko Ito against Kensuke Sasaki, Katsuhiko Nakajima, Takashi Okita, and Kento Miyahara. I mean, Jeez. if that's not a freaking name of <laughs> a murderer, I, mean, I can see where that would that went into an hour. Jeez. And and I mean, Kenta, um, not Kenta Kobashi, just Kenta treated Kento Miyahara like shit. He was like, "Come here, kid," and just. Beat the bits. <laughs> Karma got him back in Orlando. Oh yeah, take that Hideo. But I mean, you had Kenta Kobashi, you had, you had Katsuhiko Nakajima's in it. Uh, Atsushioki was in it. Kento Miyahara, Kensuke Sasaki. Like, it's dude, it's incredible. It's such a tremendous match. So go out of your way and give that a watch. I'll get the link out. Um, speaking of giving a watch, Oof. I want to get to something that's that Alex. Um, I told you about this yesterday. Everyone I, I had a, I had the balls and audacity to, to go through Raw one more time. Yeah, sure. And there was Wait, a match. Throw the backstory. Throw throw the backstory of when I was in studio last week for Monday Night Raw. I was like, hey, let's do a watch along. We'll we'll see if they can compete with what we just witnessed from nothing <laughs> and all elite wrestling. And we're like, hey, we went and got food. We we were all snacked out. We we're gonna do the the Twitch gimmick, and then we were just in awe that we're like, it's over an hour and fifteen minutes, and there hasn't been wrestling. Wait, there's a squash match involving Shane McMahon and the son of a dying head shrinker. What? <laughs> oh, there's an hour and a half, and. I think this is a wrestling match, like four or five matches. Like, it was just appalling. It wasn't even the hype for the Jetta show, you know, which will be this Friday, live on the network, uh, which I got to cancel, by the way. But anyways, um, so we were just dumbfounded on how a poor, so much of a poor response. Yeah, we got the AEW mentioned by Sami Zayn that scrubbed on YouTube. But let's be real, E. You know, that's forever in, ingrained in the Internet. Uh, you know, the, the uh, debate on, did Vince feed it to him? Did Are they only being angry in the back, even though four or five people are saying, yeah, good job, Sammy. You know, or this or that, that old hoopla that lasted maybe two days because no one cared, you know, g- come past Wednesday. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't even watch SmackDown last week. I don't know if I'll watch it tonight. Uh, even though they have Old Man Goldberg, which the Goldberg Taker promo for this fr- uh, Friday, they went to the old WrestleMania Kevin Owens match with the uh, with the black goatee and whatnot. I turned on SmackDown because you know I was waiting for uh, whatever just to uh, fast forward to the end, and it's grade Goldberg. I'm like, wait, so he grade from the time they did the promo shooting, uh, you know, with Taker for Friday. And, you know, which he's all black, you know, shoe polish black. And now he's old man. The continuity is ridiculous. As John Mosley had pointed out. Uh, 
And Raw, I, I skimmed over because I knew he wasn't going to cash in. Friday, Friday, we'll do it Friday, which you had the chance to win the title since you obliterated him. You had the chance to win the Universal Championship, which, again, stupidity on all ends. And, you know, I get it. Moxley says, hey, it's not Creative's fault. It's Vince's fault. Well, you know what, Vince? It is your fault. You should be portrayed as the devil on, you know, uh, the Firefly Funhouse, whatever gimmick that is. Uh, But, my God, then you showed me this women's match from last night (laughs) that turned into a legit shoot. Alex, this might be the worst. The worst match I've ever seen on the history of Monday Night Raw. I'm not lying. Like, I, I'm not lying. This was. This looked like two little kids in the front yard pretending to do wrestling. <laughs> I mean, they, they like they were like hugging and trying to like shoot fight. I don't know if they got mad at each other. And then like Charlotte gives her a wedgie, and then the <laughs> shit cans her out of the ring. After she does that, and now she's outside the ring, like trying to fix her gear, and Becky Lynch is just awkwardly standing there for no reason, yeah. only of course to get involved in the finish. And they kept grabbing a headlock for; they didn't know what to do. She's trying to chop her, and she's chopping her shoulder and her elbow. Yes. And Thankfully, the crowd was willing to you know, to hear. Like the guy that you Snapchatted me, they're in the crowd. Like, what is going? She she goes to sweep the leg and didn't even hit her. And here's a kicker that I I did some looking. Alex, are you ready for this one? Ooh. Dave Meltzer noted on Wrestling Observer Radio that Charlotte Flair and Lacey Evans were told to make it look legit, even though neither woman has experience working a shoot wrestling style match. <laughs> so they make were instructed. To do this, this was like for a minute there. I thought, I thought they just didn't know what was going on, and Charlotte got pissed off, and they just started hitting her. And then Lacey tried to defend herself, and Charlotte just kept holding her down, a la Sting Jeff Hardy when he was on crack or whatever. Like I thought these two were just having. A, I think I was like, they were. This is a shoot, and it's it's hilarious because it's so bad. Alex, they were told to have a shoot fight. What? Who the? Who books this? Why is this a thing? We, okay, we're oh going to have Lacey Evans, and we're going to have Charlotte, and we want you to go out there and act like it's Minoru Suzuki and Jonathan Russell. <laughs> That'd be a crazy shoot fight. This was, this was literally the biggest pile of horseshit I've ever seen. Because it of took three segments. Oh, my God. It was it was so bad and so cringeworthy, and the promo didn't help because it was just it was so. I couldn't take my eyes off it. If we're gonna if they're gonna have um, awful <laughs> wrestlers like Lacey Evans try to have shoot matches, sign me up. They're getting my ratings. I'll watch this. <laughs> this is like five dollar wrestling to me. I thought I was watching Jeff Hart against Freight Train. Come on, you know that was a little better than the uh, Lacey Evans Charlotte. <laughs> Heck Melee. yeah, Jeff Hart, I, man, he uh, he's a ticket taker. To go back find your to seat. your, you know, kind of the the shoot aspect, which, whew, um, I thought it, it legit started after Charlotte got pegged in the head by the microphone. That sounded, I was like, oh gosh, I was like, I think that might have been a miscue. She's gonna get a receipt, which then Lacey's bleeding. 
you know, kind of after the ground and pound. Well, and real quick, dude, let, let me let me jump in for a second. It almost looked like she's like, I'm going to give you a woman's right. And then she threw the punch, but Charlotte was so far away. It looked yeah. like a little pushing her friend on the playground. Oh and then they just they stood there and didn't know what the hell was going on. And then the they, 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 this is just, like, it's just. I want to know who in the back was like, this is the greatest idea ever. You two are going to have a shoot. Okay, well, what do you want us to do in the ring? Because, you know, we have agents and writers and stuff, like movie sets. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, just just have a shoot, man. You and Lacey Evans know how to do that. We do? Like, and I'm not knocking Charlotte. Charlotte's an ex-volleyball player, right? She's like, yeah, all-state, all you know, gymnast, volleyball player. That was her before wrestling. That just happened to happen. Lacey yeah. Evans is like a Marine. Like, legit, she can murder people. No, wait. Here we go. Here we go. I'm so glad you mentioned that because now I'm going to even get more irritated. When I'm watching this, and I think this is a straight shoot, and Charlotte's pissed and stiffing her, and Lacey Evans doesn't want to, doesn't know what to do, so then she just keeps ground and pounding her, like you said, or trying to ground and pound and trying to grab a front face lock. I'm like, yeah. Lacey Evans is the biggest pussy I've ever seen come out of the military because she's just getting her ass kicked by an ex-gymnast. Oh, I, I, I bet you different, man. I think she was probably restraining herself so she didn't accidentally murder Charlotte. Because Charlotte and can't hope, take no punch. No, she and I hope that. Spot every now and then. Except for when she, she, she's the one at TLC. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. But, 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 so it's like, okay, well, then if that's the case... She should have some form of a of like a, an a, an ability to to know how to grab a hold and defend yourself. And she looked like a fish out of water trying to grab a headlock. And she, oh, you know, the military training didn't help when she tried to sweep the leg and just whipped. And then Charlotte took the bump. She took the bump. Then, I, I think then, Charlotte was trying to make it look good as much as she could. I like you said. I think they were just both caught off guard. They were probably told. Right before the segment, right after that Secret Life of oh, sorry, it wasn't SmackDown, but right after the win, I was like, make it look real. Sorry, it wasn't and, a Cesaro Ricochet match, I should say. And like I get all that too, but like even at some point, and like like there was times when you could see Becky Lynch was like trying to not laugh at what was going on. Oh, totally. Like this was she was getting chance. We want Becky. <laughs> this match. McConaughey wanted Becky. Like. This was on par. No, this was worse than Curtis Axel, Matt Hardy. Um, a couple of years ago. Like or whatever two years ago, yeah. Yeah. This was worse than that match. This match, legit to me, was on par. Like, I feel like Taker Goldberg's going to have some competition for that worst <laughs> match of the year. You know, and I oh. thought, oh, they're gonna they're gonna go to Jetta, and we're gonna get our worst match of the year two years in a row from the same show. Because last time it was Taker and Kane against DX. Takers, you know, a Taker likes to win things, so he wanted back to back WrestleCast worst match of the year awards. But then Charlotte and Charlotte Lacey Evans did the proverbial "hold my beer" meme and went out there on Monday and did that. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was this was, a, and the fact that that it came out that this was meant to be to look like a shoot makes it even worse because now the company looks bad for setting them out there, not knowing what to do, not having any sort of formal training. 
Lacey Evans now looks like a dunderhead who's who's built up as this badass military chick. And Charlotte Flair, who has the size and strength to, to be able to do everything, just grabbed a face line. It was like Samoa Joe Roman Reigns with less with like less going on. <laughs> like Randy Orton was probably oh, Orton was probably like, This is a masterpiece. Grab a headlock, girls, let's go. You know, I bet you Dana Brooke would have fared better in there. Oh, I was just going to bring her up. She at least probably would have tried to fared better against, though. Charlotte or Lacey Evans. Because Charlotte, as terrible as it was, at least was was trying to, like, do the shooting aspect. But Lacey Evans, she didn't know what was going on. I mean, at least Charlotte was like, all right, I'm hiking. I'm giving you this crazy wedgie, looking like I'm trying to rip your gear around. I'm kicking you in the chest as hard as I can. I'm going to shit Katie out of the ring as hard as I can. And Lacey Evans was just standing there like, uh, uh, what's happening here? Like, this this is bad. Alex, you're saying you'd rather watch Masawa battle Kawada than Charlotte battling Lacey Evans again? Hmm, I don't know. That's a tough one. I mean, Masao Kawada was only some of the greatest matches in wrestling history. And here's one more thing why I wanted to talk, like, why I wanted to bring how bad this is. Like, we always joke about, like, if you're somebody who's never watched pro wrestling before, and you turn on SmackDown, and there's guys throwing pancakes, or there's dudes tipping over porta potties and people coming out with blue all over them, like, you're, you're kind of wondering what the hell's going on here. But if if you were to turn on wrestling and you saw these two girls having like a high school cat fight, I mean this is bad. This is like on par with what I assume that that gloves T-shirt MMA guy that fought Demetrius looked like. <laughs> oh, thank God for NXT. Yeah, literally, literally, because this was like. In, in, what do you think? Wait, save us all. Like, what do you think people like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Think of, uh, who, think of a guy like, let me, here, I'll just use this as an example because I'm biased as shit and I love the guy. What do you think Carl Anderson was doing looking at a monitor backstage going, what are we doing with our lives? He was his time. All of us. He, he's. I mean, they're the next ones that have. A, if if you you know if if you t- if you look at the John Moxley saying that other people are in that same boat of looking at their calendars. Yeah. And this is what this is. This was the show after the Moxley interview, and they opened the show with the Usos and Roman against the Revival and McIntyre. I'm going. Wow, they're starting oh. heavy. Maybe they really are going to do something. No. And I mean, it was, it was nine minutes when the first match started, so it was the opening segment. I'm like, kudos. But then, then they tricked you because from 28 minutes or whatever on to about an hour and 40 minutes, we got an arm wrestling contest. Um, we got this. We got that. We got another Triple H thing with Ed Jordan. And then they came back, and the first match they gave us was this Charlotte match with Lacey Evans. Like, oh, you 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 got me bait and switch. Man. And then we got. Of Brock Lesnar beating up Seth Rollins, yeah, who watched they, him in, on, a, on a, a gurney getting carted to the back, and he did. Ah, you know, I could cash in. He's on a he's on a, a stretcher. Nah, Friday, Friday, Friday. So stupid. Uh, 
Bojangles, do you do you ask if we're talking about WWE? There's the WWE talk, and it was just how bad it is. <laughs> that's that's that's. I mean, Friday. So there's apparently a rumor going as well. Um, oh no, it didn't happen. Never mind. That they were going to say he beats Seth Rollins tonight, but keeps the briefcase. And then somehow, or he's inserted into the match. No, that, that he does that, then that he was going to cash in on Kofi and then unify the titles. I saw a few different outlets and a few tweets on that um, possible outcome, which, again, won't happen because they're dumb. Um, do you think that would have improved things a little or uh, just reached at a point of, hey, a Lesnar doesn't you know, want to talk about any matches until he gets there four hours before showtime? I mean, I don't think it's a bad idea. I think Lesnar on Fox is is a smart move. I mean, I really do. I think if anything, it's it's. I think your casual person is going to recognize him, but the problem is going to continue. Nothing's going to change in this company until the ratings take such a slow. Like we need the ratings to drop to the point where USA and Fox or NBC Universal and Fox go. If you don't fix this, we're canceling your deal. That's but they the were up 10% yesterday, change. which is scary, sad, and scary that happened. Because it's because, once again, they bait and switch you. Oh, my God, Brock Lesnar's cashing in tonight. And then when you got to the point, well, I wonder what the drop-off was after he said he's not cashing in. Well, it dropped in the third, but it, it peaked in the uh, in the second hour. Yep. So the, the it, it was of... probably from that shoot woman's fight. <laughs> 2.31 million the first hour, 2.56 million the second, and then dropped to 2.35 in the third with a 2.41 yeah, so average. Was, the second hour was the Lesnar thing. Plus, you could take her, but that means take her dropped. Yeah, because nobody can. Yeah. Like, the only people that want to see Undertaker and Goldberg are the Saudi princes sitting on couches that want to be watching the show anyway. You know what's even weirder is let alone the uh, the promotional uh, picture of Goldberg uh, with the darkened goatee. Um, is after I saw Undertaker holding a hand of Uno on a plane, <laughs> I'm sorry, but the gimmick is dead to me. Like, I watched, like, a few seconds. I just wanted to see him say, you're next, and then for them to cut the feed, which I was just like, no, I, I'm done. I'm over it. <laughs> Either come back as the American Badass or Mean Mark so you can bury uh, Dean Douglas again. But, but no. It's, it's no. You're holding Uno cards. I get it. It's wrestling. He's a human being. But no. Stop it. Um, Not anymore. Fantasmo's doing the old school a lot better. Did you see that, by the way? He went from the top to the middle. He just bounced back and forth. Yeah, like uh, he did like the Phoenix. But then he was dancing. Yeah, like wow. yeah, I'm fantastic. So, um, I just it'll probably help you not. By the way, wait, did you see this thing with? I don't know why I'm still talking about WWE. I think it's just because I'm so baffled with how predictable and corny it is. Did you see the thing with Alexa Bliss on Monday? Uh, so, no, I did not. So she orders coffee at ringside again, and what oh. do you know? She's wearing white jeans. What do you think's gonna happen? Um, wow, that would burn terribly. I'm gonna say 
She gets the coffee spilled on Nikki Cross. Oh, she kicks Peyton Royce kicks the coffee mug and it falls on the and uh, all over the mats on the floor and then she slips and falls into the coffee so her butt's covered in coffee. Oh, as Vince McMahon is the only one laughing. Exactly. Um, and she was polite and helped Nikki Cross and they're all friends, which then led to this. Uh, Lance Storm tweeted this at seven forty one tonight. Wasn't Alexa Bliss a face yesterday? Hashtag SmackDown Live. <laughs> This wild card Twitch. bullshit is a, it's just Roman Reigns. That's all it is. Here's here's the three replies that we saw or that that I that I screenshotted. Wild card rule counts for character alignment. Somebody said it's complicated, and another person said she's the new Big Show. <laughs> I don't know if she was really a face per se because it's obviously so she could turn on the cross for her being nice and she's all. Crazy. Um, speaking of interesting tweets, too, uh, Sasha Banks tweeted, "Oh hi Mercedes, so happy we found you. Let's promise to never lose you again, love." To which Talia Valkyrie tweeted, "Stunning." Sasha Banks said, "Thank you, pretty. Let's wrestle." Talia Valkyrie says, "Name the time and place." Um, somebody then said, "What is happening?" And Sasha Banks says, "Women who love wrestling getting together to put on good matches." And then somebody Ooh. said, so are we just going to ignore the prospect of Sasha versus Tessa Blanchard, to which Sasha Banks liked it. <laughs> so I'd, I'd love to see a Talia Valkyrie, Sasha match, or a Tessa Blanchard, and especially with how how good Tessa Blanchard, like I said, I kind of had that same realization. Uh, this is a good way to transition to NXT. The same realization that I had with Kyle O'Reilly, where you just kind of watch him and you're like, you know they might they might not be wrestler of the year for their for everything, but these are people that just get it and their presence mm-hmm. is felt every time they're there. Um, and you know we saw that. Well, let me ask you this: before we get into NXT, do you want to do NXT or do you want to talk this Bully Ray thing first? Um, how can we transition into one or the other? Let's do the Bully Ray thing. Boy, oh boy, was this... Releasing statements from everywhere. Uh, Essentially, a fan at State of the Art was uh, heckling uh, Allure, which is Velvet Sky, Angelina Love, and Mandy Leone, to which they got in his face, and and supposedly Mandy Leone spit on the fan, um, they came back out later. He was jawjacking with them again. Velvet Sky said, well, you know, it's easy to say you're a virgin or something. And he's like, well, it's better than sleeping with that fat herd bully Ray. Um, huh. Security then grabs bully or grabs the fan, escorts him to the locker room to which bully Ray's in a hallway. And it's just, and then security just leaves. So now it's bully Ray and the fan. And Bully Ray basically says, "You will respect them. You will not do this again. Are we under? Are we clear?" So she said, "Yes, yes, sir." And he said, "Okay," and he left. Um, Bully Ray said it was completely different than that. That he was, he. I mean, it, did you see the responses from from Bully Ray and such? Uh, I did indeed. Yes. What is your take after after looking at and you I know you wanted you were gonna do a little research on a, on another situation I think with Bully Ray, um, 
But what's what was just kind of your take after all this? Um, I, I think it was smart that he put a response out, you know, as as quickly as he did. Um, you know, he. My whole thing, I get it. The times have changed. You know, there were Reddit threads that said this guy was an asshole. He was a more so not Bully Ray, but the fan. I mean, what's his name? Oshkosh Pagash or whatever. Um, that you know, he was doing some pretty lewd. Uh, you know, hand gestures as well as, you know, saying some pretty lewd things as well. But, hey, I get it. You know, you're a wrestling fan. I don't think you should go over the top or have a sign that Ryan wanted to make for Alexa Bliss many a, a year ago. But <laughs> I, you know, I, I, it's families are there. But when I think about that, then I'm like, wow. I remember when, when Bubba Ray Dudley would say some pretty obscene shit, uh, you know, to women in the audience, telling them, hey, you can expletive deleted, expletive deleted, expletive deleted. You got to be a master at that. And and then you using derogatory terms, you know, so he's kind of known for saying that stuff back remember he to waved, the audience. Remember oh, yeah, he waved, oh, yeah. goes, there's a mother in the front row who taught oh, yeah. her daughter how to suck dick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I under like, and that's where I'm kind of with you. Like, look, maybe the fan was over the top. I get that, but when when to it's all said and done, yeah, that's just a little weird. So here's what Bully Ray said, and now the truth. I could have not been any nicer to said fan. Yes, nice, hard to believe. I never threatened, intimidated, or berated said fan. I handled the situation the exact opposite way most would assume with decorum. Convo lasted less than 30 seconds. I even gave the fan a friendly pat on the back and told him to enjoy the show and go be a fan. His response, thanks, bully. Fan version of the story is embellished to make fan look like a victim. Many of their fans who attended the show in Kent and Portland have already confirmed on social media how the said fan crossed the line with multiple talents, both men and women. In retrospect, the fan should have been ejected. Unfortunately, it wasn't until after Fan was asked to not be so rude did we find out the severity of the vile comments and lewd sexual gestures made towards the women. I can all think that in 2019, this type of behavior towards women is unacceptable and goes far beyond the scope of, I paid for my seat, I should be able to do or say whatever I want. I live by the motto, respectful fans always get what they want, rude fans always get what they deserve. At the end of the day, I'm guilty of defending three... In the end of the day, I'm, def- I'm guilty defending three women that needed a bit of defending, not by being a bully, by being a man. My problem is ultimately exactly with what you said, that he was the same way when he was in the ring. That If, if I'm a wrestler, yes, I'm a man, okay? But if I'm, if I'm the allure, if I'm Velvet Sky, and I'm out there, and I'm doing a good enough job, whether it's, you know, whatever the reason being, and I'm getting heat... That's my job. My job is to get people to be as rowdy and angry and negative towards me as they can. Mm-hmm. Okay, I understand maybe doing a jerk-off motion as she said he was doing. Okay, it is what it is. But I also heard somebody say, I hope that that John Moxley did the jerk-off motion to Vince McMahon when he asked him to do the Europe tour. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when he, when he told him to go call Dave. So yeah. it is what it is. I get it. If Mandy Leone spit on that dude, that's crossing the line. Yeah. So there's I agree. Guy, 
yes, there's two sides of the shirt of the story, but when you're a pro wrestler, you like that's like that's like when when you know Ric Flair would get riots when he when they were when they were attacking Magnum TA and stuff like that. What are they, what are they, were they going to pull the fans into the back and go, now, now, you shouldn't be that rowdy. Ric Flair is just an actor out there. The, the, if, if, then, don't, then don't be a heel and try to get heat. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, I that's mean, again, don't, don't be rude. Boo them. Say you suck if the chants are for yep. assholes. And chant along. But, yeah, I mean, if he's calling them the B word or, you know, saying, hey, blank my blank, then, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it it deserves a spitting, but I think you say, hey, you know, especially after that dark match, you know, the the guy was at two events and apparently he did it both nights. Then that's when you say, okay, hey, man, if you don't settle it down by the next match, we're we're going to kick you out. Not we're going to have Delirious bring you to the back because he's dating Mandy Leone and tried to intimidate this guy and then send them back out there. That's when you're like, Hey man, just get, get out. Yeah. That's, that's the way you should have done it. You don't, you know, when we talked yesterday, I told you when I ran MCW and if somebody came in the locker room, I, I was the first person to go, Hey, what are you doing back here? You don't belong back here. You need to go back out there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, or you need to ask somebody to come back and get somebody if you have a, a pressing matter, you know. Unless it's one of the guys, you know, that oh yeah, man, you you've wrestled for me a few times. Why don't you come back and hang out? Go go watch the show. It's on, you know. You don't have to pay. It's on me, bro. But mm-hmm. when you when when Ring of Honor doesn't even know that a guy was brought into the back to be intimidated or talk to whatever store you want to look at by Bully Ray, who's a wrestler on your roster. Why does the wrestler have enough power to make security go get somebody to bring him to the back? I think he went rogue. And, I think he was hearing it from, you know, Velvet Sky and probably, you know, all three of the allure. So you know, saying, what is hey, Kerry doing? What's Kerry Silken doing? He usually sits ringside and watches all the tour? I mean, he was on the, when he was in Miami when I was there, and that was a, a live event only for the, the network. Well, or Miami and Portland. I mean, which, but, which, I mean, but you I look, to be fair, to be fair, they don't run every day. You know what I mean? It's not like WWE. True. So you know he's gone every weekend or whatever. But how does he not know this is happening in his with his stuff? That's that's more what irks me. How do none of the wrestlers in the back not go? Hey, dude, I understand what you're doing, but this is going to make our company look bad. Bonatti did give the okay. What should be the circumstance for the result of that if they say, hey, Kerry Silken gave his blessing? Then that company is sinking worse than I thought it was. Because you kick that guy out of your building. It's it's the same as a sporting event. If somebody's crazy, somebody's drunk, lewd, obnoxious, you get him the hell out of there. You don't yeah. bring him into your workplace. That's like saying that's like saying when that dude in Utah or whatever was clowning on Russell Westbrook, they bring him in the back and you have uh, Steve Adams standing in the tunnel waiting for the guy. <laughs> I mean, here's a company that did did it the right way, only wrestling. You know, there were some videos and pictures uh, that went on Twitter and said, "Hey." 
this guy is saying some bigoted stuff, some trans, you know, phobic, you know, stuff that he's yelling, you know, in Vegas, which they pride themselves, not Vegas, but all elite wrestling, on being all inclusive, you know, let's everyone have a good time. So everybody posted this guy's picture, videos, whatnot. And then they apparently found out who the fan was, and then Matt Jackson's like, all right, he's banned for life. I don't know you how go. you're able to track that, but at least he got, you know, a quote-unquote solution done. And he says, you know yeah. what, he's banned. That's the Because all, all you're doing by doing what, what Bully did with his security guards, bringing this guy back, is you're just making it making this aware for everybody. And you're just making the situation worse than it already is. And you can't tell me in all of all of Velvet Sky's time wrestling that this hasn't happened to her. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, say that this, this like bad stuff always happens, but I mean and, and, and I don't know, it just it just it makes wrestling look so bad that that they brought a guy in the back to intimidate him. And that they let like the the company if if they don't do anything about this they let this happen that's a bad look on Ring of Honor. If if I go to a Ring of Honor show, you know, I mind you, I don't I'm not as crazy as I am. I go for the wrestling now, but if I'm somebody who's you know 22 years old, 23 years old, I'm gonna be quiet now because I'm not gonna want to get in trouble for saying something wrong. Well, I mean, with some companies, you can't even wear opposing companies' T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> or say, save us, Triple H. <laughs> so I just... There, transition. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad we just, you know, brought it up and just, just talked about it for that reason. It just... And who knows? Ring of Honor still hasn't said anything. Yeah, they got 48 hours, so I'm sure we'll probably hear something... Tomorrow, I mean, obvious. I I don't know. I mean, are you going to be happy with we didn't find anything? You know, we, we talked to Bully and the Allure. We assured we're going to set up, you know, a, a new contingency plan on if this sort of act happens again. Then, then to me, like WWE, for as much as we bash them, they suspended Roman Reigns when he tested positive for steroids. Even they stuck to their guns to make their company look good. Mm-hmm. Ring of Honor, regardless of the outcome, something has to be addressed with whether whether Bully Ray was right or not. You're bringing a fan into the locker room of your company business. That's like bringing the guy into the back room of your store at work. He doesn't belong there. If If you have a rowdy customer at your store, you kick them out. You don't bring them in the back and have your biggest employee intimidate them. I mean, I'm sure we did that once or twice. <laughs> the only one we ever did at Toys R Us was that dude in the front with the Kansas hat. Remember him? Oh. He had the, oh. With, the, with the kid by service desk, and he like the kid yes. dropped, and he, and then you're like, nice, <laughs> nice Jayhawks hat. <laughs> but but here's the difference. Here's the difference. You kicked him out. I I, yeah. I tried to go over the counter, and you came around the other side, and he saw us on both ends, and you just walked him out of the store. Yeah. You kicked him out. I chased the so guy once who took like something from electronics. That was fun. <laughs> and then we saw uh, Mr. Mama Jamma get socked on Black Friday, which was fun. 
No, some more. Um, so I guess that's just my ultimate takeaway. Like they, regardless of the, uh, regardless of what they find out, something has to be addressed for the fact that they, they allowed the inmates to to bring their own punishment on a oh, fan. He probably thinks he has power, even though I thought he was some sort of creative. Maybe with delirious allegedly being one of the muscle of intimidation. Maybe with him being, you know, part of creative, Bully Ray probably thought he had that same exact Is, is Delirious really dating Mandy Leone? Is that a real thing? Yeah. Is that good or bad? WWE. Oh, man. Tell that to Charlotte and Lacey Evans. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, maybe it's just them going into business. I don't know. Whatever. Um, Any so, legal what, stuff can happen from this, do you think? Probably not, unless there's video of it, which I doubt there is. Mm. So we'll see. We'll keep this posted here because we, uh, I, I believe on Sunday morning we're going to do a live watch along with uh, New Japan Dominion. Um, five hours though, guys. Best of Super Junior Shingo Takagi, Will Ospreay. Yep. Oh, I can't wait. Which we'll, Shingo, do a, we'll do a review show sometime this weekend for that. <laughs> Shingo is going to be uh, Shingo is going to kind of know tonight. 10-0 in this tournament. New Japan, man. New Japan's got a great show coming tonight. Um, but we got we got just about 25 minutes left in the show. Let's talk TakeOver. Um, yeah. Whoa. Do you think WWE is better than Ring of Honor? Thanks for that follow, sir. Uh, no, I don't. I think WWE <laughs> is... Um, hmm. What's a good comparison? Ring of Honor? Hmm. Ring of Honor isn't the best thing in the world, but I'll tell you what, WWE is like watching cricket when you don't know what's happening because it's so confusing because everything is just seems like they're playing by their own rules. Ooh. And it's just, it's like, okay, just turn this crap off. And, and they tell the wrestlers who don't know what the hell they're doing to have a shoot match. <laughs> Guys, Brackets ready. Get get your balance ready. We're almost halfway through the year. My my worst match of the year: Charlotte, Lacey Evans from the March or the the June third, twenty nineteen Monday Night Raw. The worst the match. Girl, Shimura. No, I probably got to put uh, put that Teddy Hart Davy Boy Smith versus the Lucha Bros match from MLW in February. Yeah, God mighty was that the drizzling shits. Lucha Underground is the best ever. I still got to finish the last weird saying. The drizzling shits. Takeover. Takeover 25. Great show. Um, four of the five matches I had, I had four stars or higher. I mean, this, this is, this is the epitome of, of one you, you jot down Thank for you, your right? show of the years. Um, Matt, Matt Riddle beats Roderick Strong. Um, I went, I went four flat on it. And the reason being, Riddle seemed off until the end, which was an incredible finishing stretch. When when Roddy went into the running forearms back and forth, from there on out, that sprint to finish was like, if they would have had a better opening, I may have went four and a half on it. Um, Riddle just seemed a little off at the beginning. He was he was barely hitting them and just seemed a little little lethargic. But boy, oh boy, when they got going, holy crap! Like it was almost like Riddle. Was that selling it? Selling that back, man. He was, he was doing the Matt Jackson. 
Well, and I mean, I, I, and if that was what it was, then then maybe I missed something. But it's just like even as like he, he was barely touching them with his strikes, and he wasn't selling when he did that. And that's why I was like, is he just? I, I know that. Snap. And and what's crazy is because you were like in the beginning of the match. I mean, it's what those people were talking about, right? The big thing. Um, they were kind of that that jump off the steps. He does that high bro jump. I mean, he started off, I, I would say, like gangbusters until Roddy, you know, kind of did some of the, uh, the submission aspects there. But I thought Riddle was primarily of the offense until, of course, Roddy got, you know, into into his uh, massive, fast striking, uh, you know, type of uh, wrestling that he does there, of course, with the angle slam. But, I mean, you had, what, the broke kicks, the GTS into the German? If he did that sleepily, then, I mean, I, I want to be as tired as a Matt Riddle because he did some sequences throughout this match where I was like, wait, this guy can do it? I'm not a Matt Riddle follower. I didn't watch PWG. I didn't see a lot of that stuff there. But kind of in this match with Roderick Strong, I was just like, oh, I should see some of that stuff. I should see him and Keith Lee, you know, all the stuff that I've heard, you know, because – to, to me, I, I thought that he was full throttle. Yes, give or take a few spots, but again, I don't know if it was selling that or if it was just because the mushroom tattoo, you know, was finally getting to his uh, equilibrium. Uh, but I thought this was a, a hell of a banger, a hell of a way to start, especially with I didn't think Riddle was going to pick up the win, uh, you know, kind of with him, you know, uh, getting, uh, you know, kind of that, that final stretch there by Roddy, uh, where it was like the elbow strikes, you know, and the kicks and backbreaker and what and what it had you but uh fun fun opener yeah it was and, and you know to be fair once again it's it's it's, it's i still had four stars it's not like you know it's not like i gave this a bad four rating by any means this, this was this was fantastic it just there was a couple points where it just seemed like riddle wasn't there you know maybe maybe he got hit hard and he was dizzy i don't know but when when Whoa. that rushing strike happened and he uh and they started going into that, and they went into the lion tamer, the, the stronghold. And yeah. then, like, Riddle did the GTS with the German, and they just started hitting those sequences. Oh, my God, it was gangbusters from there on out. It was incredibly good. Like, God, that, that closing stretch. Like, I was watching it going, this is what I was waiting for. And, you know, it's so... And, and if, if, you, if I get to say that my opener is a four-star match, sign me up every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sign me the hell up. Um, then we got the, the Kyle O'Reilly special where this is where I told you, boy, oh, boy, did, did Kyle O'Reilly kind of just become something different to me that I, I knew he was, but that character and charisma and just him him being able to general a match took over. Uh, we see Street Profits defeat Undisputed Era, Forgotten Sons, and Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch in a four-way uh, I went four and a half on this man. This was this was my second favorite match of the night. This the bumps Kyle O'Reilly took, the the way that everything flowed together was so good, and the the grossest bump of the entire evening for me, man, when was when Wesley Blake got punched off the ladder and he just took a flat back bump from the top of that ladder on the on the <laughs> corner of the ring. That was the grossest bump of the whole night to me. As as knowing what that edge feels like, that was the nastiest thing of the night. 
Um, no, this, this I, I would say, could have been a, a five-starter until, of course, uh, Gunner or whatever. Uh, horrible oh, that was the only wrestler. bad part. <laughs> I mean, otherwise, this match was, was fantastic. Tremendous usage of the ladders, um, you know, whether using them uh, to inflict pain or just jumping off, um, you know, was was. Awesome. I mean, Street Profits were well over, uh, you know, with their entrance, um, as well as, you know, they, they got into the crowd, for God's sakes. But, um, you know, and, and leading into, you know, the match as well. But all eight guys, my God, uh, this, this, I mean, what do you have? Germans, you know, on onto ladders. You get, uh, you know, I would say one of the, the better finishes where you had uh, a Dawkins, you know, kind of spearing. Like oh, through the ladder, like to go underneath the rung of the ladder, or, you know, the part that, that you do that just for Montez Ford, you know, to kind of jump on to the ladder um, and, you know, essentially, uh, you know, snatch the belt there. Uh, you know, not like you said, with Cutler, you know, kind of taking that, that horrific uh, bump there. But um, I thought the, you know, the Brits did well. I'm assuming only Lord and Annie Birch are British because they look the part. So I know some like Danny Birch is that? Only Larkin, that? Uh, used, uh, Danny Larkin used to be Biff Busick, who PWG guy did stuff like that. Oh, so I was a way off. Um, well, but, Birch, uh, no, I, yeah, Dick Birch. I don't. I think I think Busick's from like Seattle, Washington, or something like that. I'll Google <laughs> it quick. Um, and then you know Montez Ford, you know, hitting that splash while Blake was on the ladder. Uh, but Red Dragon, man, I mean, it, it was great to see Fish and 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 to see uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Not only the bumps that you know that O'Reilly was taking throughout the match, uh, but for them to then you know honor the submissions, you know, on the ladder, where O'Reilly was getting the leg lock the ladder, which was awesome, just so uh, Bobby Fish could you know climb up and grab, you know, try to grab for the belt. Buster, that super buster that uh, was was amazing. You have to honestly see it for yourself. Uh, take over the starting two for two, uh, which I would say is probably better than what Monday and Tuesday has done over the last six months. If they only have, I mean, if they have more than two matches. <laughs> oh, um, this this one I may get I may get killed for like the Kenny Omega Jericho match, uh, Velveteen Dream defeats Tyler Breeze. I went three and a quarter, which is still good. It was a fun match. Um, mm-hmm. There's just there's just some things that I notice that some you know some people don't notice that that I've talked to. Uh, I'm not and you know I'm not, I'm not saying you know anybody in particular. It's Demetrius. <laughs> Kind of notice. I'm not, and I don't, and I, I meant that because I didn't want you to think I was, I was bringing it up to you or mentioning you. But there's things like I've watched when I'm watching with Demetrius where we're, we'll see Velveteen Dream is still a little green in certain aspects. But the thing that I will stand by to this day is, I mean, and like we here's what we need to do, Alex. So so I I don't seem like the old curmudgeon. God, I love that word nowadays. That's like my word of the month. I want to watch a Velveteen Dream. I want to like watch this match with you and show you exactly why what I see, and you could tell me if I'm overreacting. And maybe okay. if I maybe I am, but there's just certain aspects like 
the way Velveteen Dream feeds to a, a move and he's he he's not there when he's supposed to be or he's he's already moving before he should be moving or he's over you could tell he's overthinking about it and he's it's just it's little things that you just happen until you've had enough matches where you don't do it anymore. And and that's why I, I I say Velveteen Dream, that dude works harder than almost any guy I've seen in wrestling. And that's what I love. It's he is my young lion. He is my NXT mm-hmm. young lion where, you know, Ren Narita might not have a, have this four and a half star blockbuster, but this dude's gonna give me solid three, three and a half star matches all the time because he works his ass off. And I mm-hmm. will stand by any guy who tries that hard to get better because when when everything clicks and starts going, I'm going to be excited to watch this dude from here on out. Every time I see Velveteen Dream, he always does things that blows my mind. But there's just certain things that he just hasn't figured out yet. And, you know, Tyler Breeze looked looked better than he's looked in a long time. But even Tyler Breeze just looks like a guy who just looks defeated being in this company. <laughs> And I don't blame him. Like, I don't blame him at all. You know, if you look at when he got called up, he had, he was ripped and tan and had the blonde hair and his charisma was there. And, you know, halfway through this entrance, it was, you know, he's, he's as pale as I am. He's getting chest hair. He's kind of getting a little pudgy and he's just, he rode the gimmick for the entrance and kind of stopped with it after. And I don't blame him, dude. I really don't blame him. And that's not me trying to knock him. That's just, you know, I if I'm Tyler Breeze, I'm, I'd be frustrated as hell. And you know, he did go in there and he did have a have a good match with Velveteen Dream, and it you know it wasn't as good as maybe Dream and Champa, but you know it was enough where where I got to see Tyler Breeze actually as it was going on get engaged in wrestling again, and that's good because Mike Dalton has been with that company for a long time, and I. I'm at the point where I just want to see him. If he's never going to use him, let him go and let him go do something somewhere else where he's happy. But, you know, once again, Patrick Clark, Velveteen Dream, this dude works harder than anybody half the time he's out there. He gets the gimmick. He gets the charisma. He can talk on the mic. He's getting better in the ring. And it's the same thing I'll say all the time. They have no reason to bring this guy up for a couple years from now. Let him just keep doing what he's doing, mid-carding these takeovers. And one of these days, it's just going to click, and he's going mm-hmm. to command the ring, and he's going to be putting on matches that are going to blow people away. And that's why, when I say I gave it three and a quarter, that's an extremely positive, and I was very happy with what I saw match. I thought these two had chemistry. I thought that, uh, you know, kind of the story that they told was great. I I believe, you know, they they had, what, two weeks to build to this match, and they made it seem like it was the most important match on this card. Um, I I mean, I love how Velveteen Dream essentially kind of took the role of heel. You know, Mm -hmm. he was doing some heelish-ass stuff. He was, you know, taunting him as he's beating down Breeze on the announce table, takes the phone, does the selfie, throws the belt in front of Tyler Breeze and says, hi, you know, I'm taking a selfie with your phone. It's on the screen in the back, you know, by the entrance ramp. I think he did the little things right. He's improved quite a bit. I love the aspect where Tyler Breeze hits that spinning wheel kick and he just rolls right out of the ring. Yeah. He didn't stay the, there. Yeah, he didn't get awesome. the foot on the rope. That was just brilliant. Now, I, I, I noticed a couple of 
parts, you know, like you were saying, he just didn't seem, you know, like, like the timing was off, but it was off by maybe a few seconds, you know. Exactly. <laughs> was it a Velveteen dream where it was like a few years ago, we're like, oh, okay, yeah, he kind of, you know, was, was a little too quick here, you know, oh, wow, why did my voice just do that? Or, you know, it was just more of the aspects of like, okay, he's getting it. I think he's at, honestly, at that 75, 80% route now. I mean, this guy uh, agreed. And and I'm not saying fly him up to SmackDown tomorrow because no, I agree. He should be a guy come 2021. That's going to be one of your, your, your stars. Yes. He made it himself by, you know, inventing this character and, and just doing fun stuff down in NXT. And I pray to God he doesn't get neutered when, you know, Connecticut calls him up here. But when he did that whole, you know, how he jumped off the top rope after he was about to get tombstone, you know, the, the reversals of the tombstones, and then he pushes off, he jumps off the top rope and does, you know, kind of that, that rolling fireman's carry into the, uh, the, the Valley Driver, the Dream Valley Driver. Uh, you know, kind of like John Cena, then hit that unprettier. That was insane. And then for mm-hmm. him, you know, after he misses that purple rainmaker, you know, getting the double knees, he's like, you know what? I'm, you know, that's when it kicked in, and where he's like, you know what? I'm gonna finish this right now. You know, hits the Dream Valley Driver quickly, gets up, which I counted. I think it took less than two seconds after hitting the driver getting to the top and then hitting the, uh, the purple rainmaker elbow drop. Cause to me, I had to rewind it. Like, how did he get up there that quick? Um, I, I thought this was a, a very fluid match for the both of them. I thought Tyler Breeze looked energized. He's like, okay, mm-hmm. I can be me. Like I asked you before, but like, man, Tyler Breeze, you know, like what's his thing? I didn't watch him too much. I know you keep pointing out the four way, you know, on the original, you know, NXT TakeOver mm-hmm. pay-per-view. But he looked good. Super kicks. My God. He could deliver them. Um, and who knows? You bring back, you know, uh, Fandango. Maybe that brings something back into both of them. I'm not saying do the fashion files, the fashion police, what have you, which was a great gimmick for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. But, uh, you know, seeing more Tyler Breeze, you know, come down the line here, you know, as that guy who can enhance that talent which I thought he definitely made Dream look good and vice versa. And and that was the thing too, like that that I really started helping me get 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 into it into it is you could see Breeze as it was going on was was kind of getting back into as this is fun again. He had that look, you know, and that was mm-hmm. awesome. There's they did they went for that top rope or the purple rainmaker drop down spot and there was that one time where Tyler Breeze went to counter and they did a, he jumped and it kind of looked weird. And I think they did it on purpose, but yeah. for whatever reason, the camera work just made it look weird. And at the moment I was like, Oh, that was a botch. And I was like, okay, I get what they did. But I think it hurt too that, that it just, they didn't do them any favors with their all-star camera work either. Um, but it was, it was good, man. And this is, this is one of those things where once again, I'll say that I'm always going to be excited when, when dreams on the card, because I want to see him improve. I want to see where where is he going to be next. Where is he? And, yeah, and very good point. You know, um, like you said, they barely had a lot of time or any time to build this because Dijak got hurt, and that was supposed to be the match. And 
so it's it's interesting to see where this is going to go. But yeah, I mean, these guys, this is exactly what I wanted out of just a nice mid card match. And I think it was perfect that when I say perfect that it was a, a three and a quarter star match to me. I, I was happy for that because it was a perfect way to bring me down from that ladder match and get me into the main two title matches. So I thought it was a perfect epitome of what a kill match should be without killing the crowd because they stayed hot, but you brought them back down a little bit to get them to get back up. Um, to which Shayna Baszler to Shirai, I went four and a quarter. Shayna Baszler is the most must-see person on that on that roster for me and maybe even in the whole company just mm-hmm. because of the presence, their promos, her intensity, and when she comes to the ring. And she is another one like Velveteen Dream where when she figures everything out, watch out. Because she's already where she is now. You give her a couple more years to keep perfecting her in-ring work. It's and, and this is a testament to, I think, NXT letting people develop their own gimmicks, promos, and charisma is look Velveteen Dream and Shayna Baszler. They yeah. have these gimmick characters and mannerisms and the way that, you know, like you mentioned with Dream talking shit to Tyler Breeze on the outside, they understand the concept of the gimmicks. Now you put them in a, in a spot and in a place where they can continuously practice wrestling. They're going to continue to get better. They don't have to worry about the character anymore. They got that on lock. So now it's just keep giving them experience. And they did the same thing we saw with Tyler Breeze and Velveteen Dream. They gave Shayna Baszler Io Shirai, who some people said was the best wrestler in, in, in Japan, regardless of gender, a couple of years ago. Um, and Io Shirai looked amazing. She helped Shayna Baszler look like a million bucks oh, gotcha. in their Baszler. Baszler followed everything that Io Shirai did to a T. Um, we got the awkward Candice LeRae uh, kendo stick attacks. Like she was swinging like that thing. Like she had never swung a kendo stick before. Bless her heart. <laughs> you know, I, I, I wasn't even mad about it. And You know, Jessamine Duke and uh, Marina Shafir are, you know, they're green as hell and that's why they're not in there. So that little segment was fine with me. It was much better than Gunner coming out. Um <laughs> I honestly and, and, thought they were going to bring out the Kabuki Warriors. I was like, oh, how <laughs> tight would that be for SummerSlam? You got the uh, yeah. three of the four uh, horsewomen or, or MMA ladies taking on, you know, the, the Kabuki Warriors or Team yeah. Japan. You know, I was but like, you, oh, and then I'm like, oh, Candice LeRae is part of the storyline. Which is fine. <laughs> yeah, it gives her on TV, and that's that's good. She should get on TV. Yeah. Because um, she can work. When they get her in the – if they just put her in the damn ring, you know, it would be great. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, Io Shirai, she, she elevated Shayna Baszler to another level just like Kyrie Sane did. And this, is, this shows the confidence they have in Shayna Baszler, that they're going to keep giving her these people. And, I mean, it's like Bianca Belair. She stood up and showed out once again. Um, Shayna Baszler is my favorite thing in NXT. And if I we get another shout out to Io Shirai too doing a this was this was the perfect epitome of having a baby face do a post match attack and it doesn't make oh. the baby face look dumb. This was yeah. her going. I'm not done with you. And she charged her and she hit, she smashed her with that candlestick and she hits a moonsault and then she hits a second one with the folding chair. I mean, it was, and, and it didn't make Baszler look weak because it took all that to finally maim her. And then Candace comes down, like, what are you doing? And Io Shirai's foaming at the mouth, like, I'm not mm-hmm. done with you. 
That's Can't that wait for is, that hardcore match. Baby, that's how you book a baby face to not look weak having to do a post match. And she gave that intensity. Like it's like I always say about what Heyman said with the Paul Heyman thing, where it's like you could give her the title, it's an easy way to do it, but as Heyman said, I was that or as Austin said, I was that close and now I want it that much more and I'm that much yes. more hungry. That's what Io Shirai did. And it was it was great. It was just freaking great, man. Um I mean, Baszler's the ultimate women's wrestler in the world, I would say, just for character, uh, her mood, as well as how she just can apply that submission kind of out of nowhere. I mean, for her to kind of get that out of the out of the pin, um, you know, where you know Io Shirai just again, this was a showcase for Shirai for sure to kind of show the audience, you know, kind of all personal there. Um, but my God, when when she essentially you know connects that clutch in, um, it was just insane. Like especially in, at you know out of that uh, British German, you know, again, you know, like, oh my God, you know, Baszler's gonna lose. She snatches her up, holds on, you know, for about a minute or so, and until she finally is like, I I have to tap. Like you know, where she was about to choke her out. You know, they could have done a ref stoppage or whatnot, but I think this was the right way to keep, you know, your your champion look, you know, like the best in that division. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Shayna Baszler take on, you know, a, anyone countless of gender, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to pose this question to you since you are a huge EO mark um, here. How did she look? comparable, you know, kind of to her Japanese wrestling days where, like you said, she was considered the best, you know, in in that country there, in, in, in wrestling. Which, did you notice that she was a little too westernized or um, pretty much the par? Since, again, this she, is more of a showcase for her. Um, Two-part thing, I want to say real quick, because I want to I want to comment on a, on a point that, that you made that makes what I said even you you helped my 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 point of Io Shirai looking okay in the post match beatdown. She mm-hmm. she was gonna pass out and had to tap out, and by making her tap out instead of passing out, that emphasized and helped her show her frustration of coming back to beat her up even more, even better. And I didn't even think about that yeah. until you brought up the tapping as opposed to passing, because now it's her going, "God damn it, I should have beat you," and yeah. I'm just that mad. So I, I'm glad you brought that up because that that helps my point even more. I thank you for that bringing that up. Um, as for the Io Shirai thing, you're I don't think you're ever going to be able to match Io Shirai versus Kyrie Hojo when they're going 30 minutes at Corican. I don't know if you're going to match Io Shirai against Viper. I don't know if you're going to match Io Shirai against Tony Storm. Some of those matches. It just it is what it is, and I think there was a I'm a, oh yeah there was the Io Shirai Miko Satomura match, like whoa there's just there's just a difference because like Io Shirai, somebody like Miko Satomura, you know the the show that I saw her the the two matches I saw her at Corican was her against Reiki Saiki at, at the Tokyo Joshi Pro Show, but then she was at Fight Club Pro when she tagged with Akira Tozawa against Aussie Open. You know, so, <laughs> or no, it wasn't Aussie Open. It was Chris Brooks and Kid Lycos, um, CCK. CCK and Aussie Open tagged or, or are a stable in Fight Club. But 
You know, regardless, oh. it's Miko Satomura. And Miko Satomura was the Fight Club Pro Champion. And they were building to her against Dunkzilla Mark Davis. So Satomura is just on another level. And Io Shirai is that way, too. So when you have two people in there that can just understand it, it's just naturally going to be better because they're better workers. You know, we saw Shayna Baszler have this great match with Io Shirai, just like she did with Kyrie Sane. But when you put the two generals like like Hojo, Kyrie Sane, whatever you want to call her, and Io Shirai in the ring, it's just going to be better. So I think she was as good as she could be while still making Baszler look good and not have that, all right, we're going to go kill each other for 30, minute, 30 minutes and do tiger drivers on the ring apron and, you know, shit like that like they would do. So to to her credit, maybe, you know, at four and a quarter still great, but it wasn't as good as her matches with some of those other people, but she mm-hmm. was just as good because she was able to, instead of having that insane back and forth, or remember that great match that I, that we, you watched that one with the, the, the exploding bat. Remember that with yes. oh, against, against Kagetsu and, uh, um, uh, Natsu, uh, Natsu Sumiri was the other one. Like, that was incredible because she can do all that stuff. So it wasn't the spot fest you get with Io Shirai and, uh, and Kyrie Sane, but you got to look at it was the it was what she did, needed to do to get Shayna Baszler over, and she did that. So in that aspect, long story ramble short, I guess I'm talking in circles here because I'm just thinking about all these matches. Is <laughs> she she didn't have as great of a match, but she was just as impressive to me because she was able to bring that out of Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. Do you think she uh, she wowed your your general audience kind of with her move set and kind of the way that she handled Shayna Baszler in that match? I would think so because the crowd was into the match because of how good she was at making both of them look good. She didn't, you know, she her job that night wasn't to go out and have that spot fest. It was to keep herself mm-hmm. over with Shayna to get the crowd behind it and and give them another match essentially with what we're getting. And she did that. So, and, and, you know, now she's got all the stuff in her back pocket and she really wants to do it. You know, now she knows what she can do with Shayna Baszler. So now, you know, Shirai is so smart that she can go, okay, we did all of this. Now, when we have our next one, now let's do this. And I think (laughs) it's just going to be better. Um, Loading back. Now, one more thing. I don't know if this is more of a question or more of a, Wow, a huge bummer, and I'm not trying to be a bummer, but like you just said, all her opponents that she's had great matches over in Japan, your Tony Storms, your 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 Piper Nevins, uh, your of course your Kyrie Sains, your Oscars. I don't think Are, she's ever wrestled Oscar. Well, I'm just saying, like you're an opponent like Oscar. Like, oh, do gotcha, you think we'll ever get? like the quality of matches with the wrestlers that she's had that with, or do you think the E is just going to, A, we'll probably maybe only see two out of the four or five possible matchups or not at all, sadly. Or, I mean, and then is it just, what's the point of signing them if you're not going to give fans that know the past and then to entice your casual fans who don't know these wrestlers yet into a marquee spot where you're like, oh my gosh, I want to watch them all the time. Do you think that's ever going to be a possibility? This is going to be the most, me sounding like the biggest WWE show in the world. I don't mean it this way, but it's going to come off this way. 
by signing Io Shirai, you you kept her in your back pocket until you were ready to start doing something with Kyrie Sane and getting her moved up. So when you moved up Kyrie Sane, that's when you put Shayna Bay or you put Io Shirai in the same role. Um, the the casual fans that don't watch any of the other stuff that have no idea what Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane have ever done are not going to be sitting on a limb going, damn, I wish we could have that. Because what they want to see is Shayna Baszler, who's their, their killer in on their company, watch Io Shirai with her. And, oh, my God, is she going to be able to beat her? So I don't think it's going to hurt that much for, for the majority of people because it's not something they even know could exist, but they're super happy with what is existing. Wow. And okay. I know you signed these people, and they did it with Shinsuke and AJ and gave us that match. So who's to say maybe on the main roster one day we don't get her and, you know, EO against Kyrie Sane? I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but I don't think they need it to happen because they're giving, I mean, they're giving us great matches without having to do that. Now they can use Kyrie Sane something else. God knows what it is. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I mean, in a perfect world, I'd be saying to you, hey, let's have Io Shirai at the next takeover and have her work Tony Storm. Well, and no, to be fair, they did, remember? We got Tony Storm and Io Shirai at Evolution oh, in the finals. Fantastic. She hit the tiger driver on the apron to her. <laughs> or no, a dragon <laughs> suplex on the apron. So, yeah, I mean, to be fair, I guess they did give us this one. Yeah. So, okay, so that, that that's a little different, but, you know, in a, in a perfect like a world. Of, of relief. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm fine getting if if Io Shirai and Shayna Baszler is a feud I'm going to get, and that's going to be one of her stellar matches in there because I'm really going to still enjoy it. And where the casual fan, this is their big money match that they they assume they have and don't know what they really do have in their back pocket. Whereas I can say I've already seen that before. I want to see something new, and it was great. Hmm. And maybe one day, maybe one day we get a. I don't know, Sasha and Bailey against uh, Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai. Oh, they man. Wanted, they I know they want you. it. No, we man, want that'd, be, that'd be awesome. Or like Sasha and Asuka against Io and Kyrie. Oh, I was going to say we could do like Team Japan taking on the four horsewomen. Ooh. What do you, Io Shirai, Kyrie, Kyrie Sane, Asuka, and you need a fourth. You just throw Tony yeah. Storm in there. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, she got the cred. Or Piper. You brought her in before. You brought her in before. Oh. If you do evolution, bring in Miko Satomura. Yeah. <laughs> That's your main event, right? Yeah. I don't ever If somebody goes, all right, you can watch the four horsewomen against Shirai, Kairi Sane, Miko Satomura, and Asuka. Or you can have Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. I'd say get that triple threat shit out of my life. <laughs> Give me like, that. That's just a really feeling the heat from Japan and AEW. Like this is obviously like two years down the line. But if they are feeling that shit, why not? They know. Yeah. I mean, play cake to the fans. They do it every once in a while, you know. But damn, that would be a oh, that would be I amazing. I sent that picture to the group, group chat. Yuka Sakazaki and Hikaru Shida have pro wrestling t-shirts now. What? So they're already going to be mainstays in this company, you know, and they were over like crazy in that, in that, it, you, you know, you use more Yuka Sakazaki and Hikaru Shida 
they're mm-hmm. going to get no, they're going to draw some eyes to that stuff, and then mm-hmm. that's what hopefully going to be copies them and uses their Japanese women that they have who are better than those two. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I I think you might not be too far off. I think it could happen, and I will relish every moment of that. Made of relishing every moment. <laughs> Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole gets the strap. I went four and three quarters, man. This was just nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, like this, the the spot that still blew my mind was when somehow Cole, who had his leg, who had his knee pad down because he was getting worked. I don't remember how they got into it, but after. Cole hit something. Cole hit Gargano with something, who landed on his own feet, bounced off the back rope, and then hit his own shining wizard on Adam Cole in the back of the head with the mm-hmm. pad. Cole always does. That was that was the point of the match when I went. These guys are doing something special, and Johnny Gargano, man, he continues to show why he's one of the best wrestlers alive. I, I mean, I, I love the Captain Marvel. Homage that Gargano kind of came out with. I loved the shade that uh, Dr. Britt Baker was kind of throwing at Stephanie McMahon prior to the main event, that which camera guy, come on, you're giving them great press, but it's awesome. Because um, I loved it. It was great TV for that 20 seconds. Um, but no, Adam Cole, like we said in the beginning of WrestleCast, when we had our sounders with us giving hot takes for 20 seconds, where I said, Adam Cole, I just don't get it. I get it. I've gotten it for probably about a year now, but this is where I was like, this guy is is your company. He is your champion, whether it's NXT or whenever you know, he gets called up, which I don't know, man. I, I think these guys are happier staying down in NXT because they have, it seems like, a little bit more creator freedom, at least partnerships you know, kind of with, you know, the, the agents and the writers, producers, what have you. Um, and this match showed it. This was your throwback ROH meets Evolve, you know, or meets Dragon Gate, you know, type of in a way, um, where they, they put out all the freaking stops. I mean, to hell, the Panama Sunrise on the outside. Whoo, I thought Gargano might have been dead. Um, Alex, real quick, not to not to cut you off, but I'm glad you brought that up. That's the epitome of of the thing we were joking about uh, when you were over. Where I'm almost glad they didn't get a full rotation, and it was completely Adam Cole's ass and Johnny Gargano's head going into his crotch, because yeah. I wouldn't want them to really get a full rotation on that because of what could have happened. Oh, <laughs> like wow. oh, that's yeah. one of the ones when when they went for it, I cringed and went. Ooh, I'm glad they landed when they did. It looked amazing. Thank God they're okay. <laughs> I, I, I would have forgot that if I didn't say that. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, but yeah, keep going. And and to be honest, sorry, Matt Nick Jackson, but this was the true super kick party. I think I I stopped counting after 24 uh, from both gentlemen. Uh, it was just a a a kick fest like no other. Uh, I mean, watch this whole show from start to finish. Two, two hours and 30 minutes. 
uh, 38 oh, so minutes. Good. I think it's under two, it's like two hours and 15 if you take out all the promos but the, or uh, the entrances. But don't or and watch the promos because it helps entice you. I'm not a weekly NXT watcher. I should be. I'm not a weekly NXT UK watcher. I should be. We're gonna get Ring Comp versus British Strong Style for God's sake. That's gonna be nuts. But anyways. <laughs> These are shows that we should be watching because they, they are building characters. Yes, they've been wrestling for probably 10-plus years all down the roster, but they're new to us, damn it. And, you know, it's just something where it's just like NXT. It just seems the way to be. You, They need to be, as Ambrose or John Moxley, I should say FKA, Dean Ambrose, um, should be, you know, where he's like, you got to pay these guys more money. You get, you know, these guys don't have the bigger load as, you know, the main rosters do, which Dean Ambrose is like, why are you going to have your WrestleMania main eventers in Seth Rollins, Charlotte and Becky to fight in, you know, Paducah, Kentucky. No offense to Ricochet, no offense to Southern Illinois, Carbondale, uh, you know, students <laughs> like I once was. Uh, you know, heading to Paducah every now and then. But, you know, you don't need to have them go to a town that's two hours away from an airport or five and a half hours from the next town. It's not the 80s anymore. It's not the 90s anymore. Switch up that, you know, that, that traveling tour schedule. And I think that's where NXT does it really well. They hit all the small towns around the Orlando area. I mean, I drove an hour and a half when I went to that NXT show. And that show was packed. You know, and then they did it, you know, two days later. Or they do a Midwest slot, you know, three or four dates, northeast, south, you know, or west coast, what have you, Pacific Northwest. They're doing it right. They're making these guys, you know, hopefully be the prototype and how the, uh, you know, traveling schedule should be, but also the partnership and the building of these wrestlers because these guys did it. Like you said, the biggest wrestler they have is Johnny Gargano. Yeah, the way he won his championship isn't, you know, the way that everybody saw it to be, even though it was, you know, during that same time. Of course, he had the little heel thing. Then due to the injury, you know, he had to go back to like, hey, Johnny Wrestling, um, which was fine because we all wanted to see that irregardless. But these two, man, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, this could be that special rivalry, which we saw at, you know, at, at New York, you know, with the, with the takeover there with the two out of three falls classic just a few months ago to this. This could be your rivalry five years down the line where you're saying, wow, go back to the origins in 2019. And then you remember they had that WrestleMania match in 2022. That's the type of stuff that foundations of great wrestling rivalry start on. And these two guys, my God, the sky's the limit for these two wonderful, wonderful wrestlers. This match made me remember why I was such an Adam Cole mark to begin with and with wrestling. Like this was the match when I was like, ah, this is, this is, this is when, when Adam Cole was Adam Cole. It wasn't just like, like I said, you know, Adam Cole is is a, an amazing plunder wrestler, and I don't think that's a bad thing because you could still be one of the better. Masashi Takeda is a, is the best plunder wrestler in the world, and he's one of my top five favorite wrestlers alive right now. He was my runner up to, to wrestler of the year. So saying that doesn't mean a, it doesn't mean a bad thing. It's just 
he's he's amazing at doing that. But this match with Gargano showed exactly why he's got why he got so good and did what he did in PWG and that first Ring of Honor title run when he first split up with Kyle O'Reilly one heel. This was the Adam Cole. This wasn't the when they're trying to make him a Bullet Club member, and I'm like, ah, this isn't Adam Cole to me anymore. Or when he first jumped into NXT and some of his matches just weren't Adam Cole to me. This was mm-hmm. Adam Cole. This was why yeah. I I would shove him down people's throats so much is this showing. This this ironically brought up the mentor in my thought where I was like, wow, this is one of the top five NXT matches ever. This is one that I'm putting up there with with the Cesaro, Sami Zayn, obviously Gargano Almas, which I think is the best match in this company's history. The takeover at four way, things like that. And I went, I wonder what Adam Cole could have done, could have done with uh, Almas. Oh, I wonder what that would have been if we got this Adam Cole. So a great main event to a great show. And they didn't split up Undisputed Era, which was the thing I was scared to death of over anything on this show, was that they were going to split them up. So, you know, they're the best thing going on in, in that company right now, I think, um, you know, faction-wise with how well they're doing. Um, Shayna Baszler showed why she's so good. Io Shirai did the same thing. Velveteen Dream continues to be one of the, mo- one of the most must excited to see prospects in all of wrestling. He's my North American young lion, and I love every freaking minute of it. You know, Matt Riddle turned it up and did exactly what I love about Matt Riddle with Roderick Strong being one of the best wrestlers there is. And that ladder match was just incredible. I mean, there's so much good to say about everything on this show. Um, This is going to be, this, it's going to be hard to not put this on the match or the show of the year category. It's going to be one of the one of the ones that we're going to have to look at to get put on that. Back. Hell, you can almost put every, you know, any show from Phoenix to the New York one where we got Walter Dunn one. Um, <laughs> I mean, they just continue to. I mean, that's why. And that's the hard part. That's the hard part with with. I think NXT runs into the same problem that like New Japan has with the G one, where it's like, mm-hmm. well, God, I we could be we could put six G one nights in in the running, but we we can't. You know, you just can't oversaturate it. You know, like, we looked at some of those shows, remember? It was like, all right, we got five nights of the G1. How do we dwindle Night this 14. down? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it was like, okay, well, this is not, you know, but that's kind of the takeover thing. It's like, all right, there's so many really good takeovers. We got to just pick one, maybe two. Um, but, and this, 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 I think, is the front runner for me right now. This was incredible. Yeah. Um, hands down. I mean, they, and, and what I think made it so much, so special for me, why I think it's my favorite show of the year for these guys and might even be my show of the year is they were by themselves and they weren't piggybacking a WWE pay-per-view and they had the biggest gate that, that, that Bridgeport, Connecticut had Raw SmackDown WWE pay-per-view wise in like 20 years or something like that. Wow. So they proved that they didn't need him to do it. And Vince McMahon wasn't even in the building, even though it was in Connecticut. Because he was working out, not caring I'd about NXT. I, you know what? Keep him as far away from it as possible. It's just like it's what I originally said. said you know, uh, um, like I, who was it? Who was it? Uh, I, I can't remember. There was somebody I said, oh, uh, Kitomiya or Katsuya Kitomura when he was in New Japan. This is one guy I want Vince McMahon to never see. <laughs> just, just never wanted to see because Vince will just be like, oh, Jeez. damn it. 
<laughs> so speaking um, of not seeing, uh, I I don't know if I'm going to see Dark Phoenix now. Nineteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. How oh, has God. this franchise been the worst in movies? Yeah, First Class was good. I enjoyed I like it. Days of Future, Future Past too. I love X two. It hasn't aged as great as I remember watching it. The, watching it the first hundred times. But that first one sucks. Last Stand sucks. Apocalypse is just an abysmal, abysmal movie. Not as bad as yeah, Last Stand. But you get such a storyline that's set in space. I don't get why. This is the second time they're doing this storyline, as you know, Ryan. On the big screen. <laughs> same director, They right? muffed it writer. again. Yeah, same writer. They canceled Space Out because Captain Marvel did it. Because they were going to have you know, the, the Cree and whatnot. Yeah. But my God, how can you muff it up yet again? I don't know. I mean, Cameron Michael see it Thursday night. We're debating still. I don't know. I, I'm more excited to see Secret Life of Pets, too. Sadly. <laughs> I'm excited that uh, shout, out, shout out on the stream had to wear my Kamikaze USA shirt for John Moxley. That's why we had to do it. Yeah. Few hours. Alex was hell of a good show there. We went we went overtime. Thankfully, Twitch doesn't yell at us like Blog Talk because it's a it's a nice service. Um, I, I ton of people, ton of people that came in. Um, I'm gonna go back and just get a quick count here, just to thank thank people. We got some follows on here. I uh, appreciate all the follows. We got a bunch of new new viewers that came in. So I mean, there was a ton of people that stayed with us. We had we had you know. A lot of people in here at one point. So appreciate everybody who stuck around, watched this show. Um, it was an awesome time. What up, Jeff? Uh, how are we doing tonight? I got I got Giannis. I got Opal Giannis. <laughs> but we thank you all who were sitting there watching, talking wrestling with us for the last two and a half hours. Once again, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Spotify, WrestleCast Radio, Strong Style Media, we're on everything. Uh, Blog Talk Radio, we're on all of that, too. Um, hit us up on everything you can subscribe to at WrestleCast underscore SSM on Twitter. And go over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash WrestleCast Radio. Get the t-shirts. Uh, you can get the logo behind me right there, the uh, the Laker color one. So we appreciate it. We're, we got a YouTube channel coming soon, too, where you'll be able to replay these shows if it's more convenient on there than iTunes and such. So thank everybody who's, who's listened, stuck with us for two and a half hours. Um, and we'll we'll be back. Oh, Alex got night botted. <laughs> I don't know why you did that, Alex. I don't know why you did that. Um, so we'll we'll catch y'all. Uh, we'll be back. We got a, a live Dominion show. We're gonna be doing um Sunday morning starts two a.m. Central Time. Uh, we'll be watching Division uh, Dominion with all you guys because Uchiko got it, Chris Jericho. So we'll be watching along with everybody. So come in. Talk some wrestling with us. Uh, it's funny. Yeah, this is how Nightbot came in. Um, come in. I wonder if I can post it. Let's see. I wonder if my own Nightbot mods me. Should we try it? Let's see. Didn't get botted. I, I didn't get hit by the Nightbot. <laughs> but once again, if you're watching Dominion, uh, Okada Jericho, that show, um, Swing through the chat. Talk to us. Um, we'll be watching it live. As long as we're we're both awake and we can make this happen. But we'll probably, we're gonna we're gonna try to do a live. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
Let me redo it. <laughs> Bada boom. The realest link in the room. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, thanks again, guys. We appreciate y'all coming in and watching. We'll talk to you with Dominion. Peace out.